Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home for it, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meeting with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, let's go ahead and get started by kicking it into a word. You know what I'm saying? Let's kick it into a song. Let's do all that good stuff like we always do, and then we're coming right, right back. All right, let's go. I woke up, that's enough. Just in the mirror, fresh off the dust. To me, nice. Don't interrupt. Don't need to settle. I'm on another level. Yeah, I'm done with feeling low. Don't take it personal. This life's a miracle. So I look up. We're marching up, no need to settle, I'm on another level, cause when it's hard, it's rough, I know you fill up my cup, you give me more than enough, I, 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 I. so no, I'm turning the page, don't see no other way, ain't nothing else I can say, wake up, it's a new day, uh, wake up, it's a new way, uh, sunshine on your face, uh, wake up, it's a new day, Oh, 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 oh,
right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. We wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, so I'm working out. Maybe you could, no, so whatever case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude. Because I just believe in starting my day off the right way. I believe that if I start my day with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, Things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you ain't gonna have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, and frustrations, because you're definitely gonna have some of those. But I just believe by faith that as you trust God, things tend to go a little bit better. With that being said, let me go ahead and pray really quickly. Father God, we thank you for your mercy, your love, and your peace. God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our limbs, God, waking us up with a sober mind, a mind that wants to love you and be a blessing to your people, God, a mind that wants to walk effectively in our calling. God, we thank you right now. God, before we ask you for anything, we just want to honor you for everything that you've done on all that you're doing in our life. Continue to show up, God. Continue to show out like you always have, and we'll continue to give you the glory, honor, and praise. Father, even as we take this moment today, God, we repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity, anything, oh God, that we may have done to separate us away from your presence, your love, your kindness, your gentleness, God, anything, God, we ask you to forgive us right now in the name of Jesus, creating us a clean heart, God, and renewing us a righteous spirit, God, that we'll be able to attract all the things that we need, that we'll be able to walk effectively in the calling that you have set for us, God. We thank you that no weapon formed against us was able to prosper, God, and we thank you that as we go forth on today that you'll continue to fight for us and go before us and fight against the things that are fight against us. God, we thank you and we honor you in this moment. And it's in Jesus' name, God, we glorify you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And Father, I even cover this room right now in the name of Jesus and every person under the sound of my voice, God. God, I ask that you will protect them and bless them and keep them, oh God. Allow this room to positively impact their life, oh God. Allow them to receive breakthroughs and blessings, oh God, from this room, God. Allow them to receive positive connections from this space, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, oh God, that as they come to listen, laugh, and learn that they should be edified, educated, and entertained and elevated in Jesus' name. We thank you because as we pray, we believe by faith that it is so. So it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm sorry. I just be, I just be excited. I just be excited. I just be excited. But today I'm a little tired. So we still going, you know what I'm saying? Have fun. We still going to bless God and we still going to flow in what God is calling us to do. It's Tuesday. So y'all know what that means. It's Testimony Tuesday. And you know what I'm saying? I always like to share what God. new episodes, which I'm kind of excited about. So yeah, just go ahead, guys. Do me a one big favor. Just go ahead and let's go ahead and tap in. Let's cut to another song break. And then we're going to go ahead, you know what I'm saying? Keep it going like we usually do. Because sometimes in this room, we can get started a little late. But at the same time, I don't never want to stop us from praising God. I never wanted to stop us from honoring God and giving God his, his due. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and cut to another song. And then we're going to come right, 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 right back. Is that okay? Okay, let's go. Let's go. I don't know what's going on with with my um with my audio today, but it's acting a little funny. It's acting a little funny. Make my Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, my Wi-Fi not working. What's going on with my Wi-Fi? Okay, 
I'm going to have to pause it because, you know what I'm saying, something going on with my internet today, and I don't got time for it. I don't even got time for it today because I know God blessing. But it's a Tuesday, and the enemy trying to get to me, so I ain't even going to let the enemy get to him. I'm going to play it directly through Clubhouse because I was taught how to play it directly through Clubhouse. Clubhouse by switching my audio, and y'all let me know if y'all can hear this once I start playing. Amen. All right, let's go.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back. All right, there we go, there we go, there we go. I had to switch my audio back. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Hey, get in here. Sorry, my dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Making sure we start out there the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when we start today off the right way, with a little God, with a little Jesus, with a little gospel, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, and frustrations, because you definitely might have some of those. But I just believe by trusting God, guess what? Things tend to go a little bit better. With that being said, y'all know what time it is. It's time for our scripture of the day right before now. Nine o'clock hit. Cause once nine o'clock hit, we'll probably never hear music again. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta go ahead and get in as much as possible. Cause I've been missing y'all. I ain't been on here for a week. Let me be honest. I've been missing y'all so so much that you know we can talk about. There's so much that we want to discuss. There's so much that we can learn about. But like I said, I'm taking my time because I ain't in no rush. You know what I'm saying? We gonna be here now. And I got uh, uh clubhouse episodes to upload and stuff all day. But yeah, we gonna we gonna we gonna be here. But with that being said, let me go ahead and get to the scripture of the day. And great thing is I dropped the scripture of the day today in the chat for those. You know what I'm saying? Who need it, who wants it, and all that other good stuff. So today the scripture of the day comes from Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 10, starting at the 30th verse. I'm going to read it again. Hebrews chapter number 10, starting at the 30th verse. And it reads, it says, For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to read it one more time because I believe you're slow, but you're worth way no. And I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation this time. It says, for we know the one who said, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. He also said, the Lord will judge his own people. For it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. 
I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there because I just believe by faith that guess what? The scriptures doesn't always have to be interpreted. Sometimes it is self-explanatory when we read. When we think about all the things that people do to us, we have to sometimes reflect on what the scripture is telling us. That the scripture tells us that guess what? God is the one who's going to take vengeance. God is the one who's going to repay people for their evil that they do or even the things that we do. And we have to just continue to trust him. Trust that he is God. Trust that he will repay. Trust that he will avenge us and get revenge for us and that we don't always have to fight our battles. I remember there was a time in my life where I always felt like I had to prove myself. There was a time in my life where I always felt like I had to get people back and that God wouldn't have my back and all I had to do was have my back and get them back. Forgive me. But no, I'm learning now that all I can do is just trust God. When people walk away from me, when people talk about me, when people try to mishandle me and slander my name and all that other good stuff or whatever the case may be, guess what? I got to realize that God is going to take God is going to take revenge. God is going to take vengeance. The word says vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So we trust him that he's going to repay even for us with the, when we bless people and do things to people. But people never bless us back. People never, you know what I'm saying, do what they say they was going to do. Guess what? We have to continue to trust God that he, he is going to repay us. We got to trust God that God is going to pay us back for the good that we've done. You know what I'm saying? And honor him for that. It's a terrible thing. The Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But I thank God that when I'm close to in his hands, when I'm stuck in his hands, guess what? I don't go to the left nor to the right, but I stay focused on him because I realize that I'm in his hands. And guess what? God can turn it whatsoever way he will. So that's the word of the day. That's the word of encouragement on today. Trust God that he'll repay. Trust God that he'll avenge you. Trust God that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper, period. You know what I'm saying? God got you. So you have to continue to rely on him. You have to continue to trust him. You have to continue to know that guess what? He's going to continue to bless you okay with that being said man y'all know how it is let me go ahead and get ready to cut into another song because i just believe in you know what i'm saying having fun i believe in blessing god and even though the enemy wants me to be frustrated aggravated and irritated guess what the same thing i tell y'all on here every morning is the same thing that i continue to put in my own mind and put in my own spirit that god is going to continue to bless me god is going to continue to avenge me god is going to continue to repay me for the blessings that i keep pouring out he's going to repay me you know what i'm saying for the things that i've even done wrong let's be honest there's some things that God is probably repaying us back because we didn't do right. But guess what? We have to continuously trust him. And that's what I'm doing in my life. But with that being said, like I said, let me go ahead and cut to another song real quick so we can come right back and check on in because it's almost nine o'clock. So yeah, let's cut to a quick song and then we're coming right, right back. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and ping the room. I know people be wondering like, Prophet, we couldn't find a room with a room at what's going on. But yeah, hey, we back. We back. We back and live in color and the room is now available. So make sure you guys are sharing it on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, your Bebo, your Twitter, your MySpace, whatever you may use. Let's go ahead and make sure that we're getting the word out. All right? All right. Tell your neighbor you're looking at one. You're looking at one. You're looking at one. You have no idea what God has brought me out of. You can't even tell when you look at me. I've been in a season of miracles. This is... Something different, say I cannot explain. 
Let me change my audio back. We go. There we go. There we go. Good morning. All right. All right. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe called off work today. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, hangups and headaches, because you're definitely going to have some of those. But when you trust God and allow God to go before your day, things tend to go a little bit better. With that being said, welcome back. Welcome back. It's time for us to go ahead and check in. It is time for us to go ahead and check in with Waking Up With The Prophet. And y'all know how we check in each and every day here. We check in with our three daily questions what's the weather what's for breakfast and how you start in your morning you know what i'm saying because truth is on a scale of one to five if you on a one when you start this show with us or a two when you're on the show with us we want you to be on a three or a four by the end of the show if you start on a three or a four you know what i'm saying we want you to be on a five or a ten by the end of the show because i just believe in benefiting people and making people feel better making people feel good i believe that my gift is being a gift to other people being a blessing to other people so with that being said, let's go ahead and check in. Prophet, it's on you. Do 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 do. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Shout out to you guys. I'm so excited. Shout out to you guys just for being here this morning. Um, I'm excited because of what God is doing in my life. Um, I'm able to finally figure out the podcast information like stuff to download it. So now I'm going to be downloading podcast episodes today. And I'm kind of excited about that because I know people been waiting on us to come back. And I can always tell because they go back and listen to old episodes. And when I go back and looking at look at the numbers of the old episodes, a lot of them are like getting double digits, almost triple digits listening. Well, yeah, I ain't got a hundred listens over one episode yet but we almost there we almost there to over 100 listeners on certain episodes so god is actually moving it's a blessing so we just got to continue to promote just got to continue to connect you know what i'm saying and collaborate with different people that's why i'm also hosting some interviews um going into the next month going into the month of october i'm gonna be trying to host some more interviews on here inviting some people on here to be special guests to tell us about what they're doing and ministry what they're doing in their life legacy and their career um so yeah we're gonna be working on that um, what else? As far as the weather right now, man, it feels good. Y'all know that fall weather is creeping in. That fall weather is creeping in, so it's a little cold in the morning. So it's 71 degrees right now um, with a high of 85 today. Um, it's supposed to be cloudy. <clears throat> it's supposed to be a little cloudy with no rain. And y'all know I'm probably going to be at the church working today just for a couple of hours because I don't be up there all day, every day. I don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? Most of the work I do, I can do from my own office at home. But I'm still going to go up there just to, you know, hang out for a couple of hours. I mean, I'll be praying for me because, like I said, I haven't had really too much time to rest. Um, of course, I still got company in town. They came in town, um, what, I think Sunday evening to go see the Drake concert. And, of course, i just been, you know, hosting and connecting with them, you know, after – um. What, what, after church yesterday, I came home and ended up cooking. And anybody know me, know that I be throwing down. So I cooked me some, um, some seared, what is it, like seared chicken breast yesterday with like a little, um, 
uh, what is that? Cream, cream of mushroom, like a gravy on top of it with like some flavored rice and some black eyed peas or filled peas and snaps, however y'all want to call them. But yeah, I cooked that last night and it was good. That might just be my breakfast for this morning because I got some leftovers, surprisingly. So I got some leftovers. So that might just be my breakfast for the morning. Um, and like I said, I'm just starting my day on the fire because I'm glad that I can continuously be a blessing. One of the things that I went through this weekend, um, and everybody knows, like I'm, I'm friends with all my neighbors in my neighborhood in my community but one thing that i went through this weekend was one of my neighbors they was kind of falling out you know what i'm saying like they you know had a little issue and you know i thank god because i ain't gonna cap i didn't been there before i didn't have roommate issues before i didn't got put out somebody's house before and all of that but i think it's the grace of god that continues to keep me and surround me with positive people so i just thank god that you know he allows me to continue to be a blessing to other people when that young man got put out the other day guess what he really didn't have no place to go so i allowed him to come over here spend two days you know what i'm saying get his mind together we went through some prayer exercise and everything and now he's back in his home and i hope things are rebuilding with his life but i just thank god because he allows us to continue to be a blessing to people and you don't know how much you can actually bless somebody like to do it, i almost could went to jail you know what i'm saying but the fact of the matter is hey you get to come over here get your mind together stay at you and i think that is a blessing and so i want to encourage everybody on today right before i pass the mic to continue to shine your light continue to tell your testimony continue to tell the things that you've been through and the stories that you went through because i know a lot of our young kids don't understand how they can make it out how they can survive but i tell them all the time bro i've been in where you at you know what i'm saying sometimes it's hard for um young people to understand how to get to success how to get to stability but when we have older people around us that's why i love this room who can come in and tell us their experiences and how they came out of homelessness how they came out of depression how they came out of shacking up with that woman or that man you know what i'm saying things seem to go a little better little bit better in some of these young folks lives because i'm telling y'all mama land i'm starting to get nervous when i'm seeing 15 year olds walking around with uzis and guns and stuff i don't understand it i'm sitting outside the house the other day two little teenage boys walking down the street they got three guns on them. one got two in his waist and in his hand or a pocket whatever and then the other one got another one in his pocket and i'm like come on now y'all don't even look like y'all old enough to buy alcohol tobacco let alone try to buy somebody's gun so yeah it was a little crazy it was a little crazy but hey like i said i'm trusting god that god's gonna take care of everything in my life but with that being said that's my time the time now is 9 10 on the dot do me a favor pull to refresh see where you guys are in the room if you're in the audience and you would like to come up to engage and act with us feel free to come up feel free to raise your hand and we'll definitely invite you up if not go ahead and drop a good morning in the chat go ahead and check in with us in the chat let us know where you're listening from let us know what you got for breakfast and how you start your morning because not only are we up here just to talk, but we're up here to be a blessing to you by the conversation. So go ahead and chime into the chat. Go ahead and chime into the conversation, even if you don't want to come up to the stage. All right. So pull refresh so you guys are on the stage. We're going in that order, starting with Miss Miracle Mama. Ebony, it's on you. Do -do 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 -do. Hey, good morning, y'all. Good morning. Um, it is currently 60 degrees, cloudy, raining. We are going to get up to, I think it says 66. So it's going to be a little cool today. Um, I already have iced coffee on deck. Get ready to make some bacon. And I might make some grits because I really want it. You want grits? You want to make some grits? sitting right here ready to talk and carry on. He's up a little early, which is cool, though, because I know we're going to get to take a little nappy nap before sister gets home. So um, today is a day I don't feel like doing nothing. Um, but I have a... Um, event tonight for march of dimes so pull my little ball gown out uh pull my husband's little tuck situation out and 
do that, prepare the kids. Well, rain to go off with my mother-in-law. Um, we're gonna take Roman with us. This will be his first uh, event. So yeah, we got his little baby shot. You, you excited? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it. That's what's going on over here, y'all. So I'll be listening as I am uh, getting him together for the day doing some homework and hopefully some cleaning as well so wishing you guys the best and look forward to the conversation awesome thank you so much ebony thank you so much and he's just over there having a blast like you yeah i'm just laughing he's just over there having a blast this morning <laughs> but shout out to uh roman shout out to roman for just over there having fun and laughing all right mama land i'm gonna throw it on over to you for you to check in it's on you Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm on a five. It's pretty outside, even though it's gonna rain later on. That's okay, it's pretty. The sun is shining, the sky is blue, and then you see these little white clouds. So yeah, it is pretty. Uh, breakfast, breakfast. Coffee as usual, but I had a banana. Gotta put that potassium in my body some kind of way. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'm at work. I'm excited to be at work. Okay, I'm gonna get off. Love y'all. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Mama Lynn. Thank you so much just for checking in. And shout out to everybody in the audience. Shout out to everybody in the audience that checked in. Um, Prophet. Yes, ma'am. That baby sounds so good. Yeah, he over there just giggling. <laughs> he just be giggling, laughing, and talking. If, if we didn't know, if we didn't know, he was born a preemie. When we wouldn't believe it, if she was the tallest. Yep, wouldn't even be able to tell. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. So yeah, God is good. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mama Lynn. Thank you so much. Listen, y'all know how it is. Normally around this time after checking, we get into our news and hot topics. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to jump into because I think today's conversation is going to be interesting. But, you know, right before I get into the, um, you know, the conversation, did y'all see that the government trying to shut down again? And I don't know what's going up with this government shutdown, but part of me believe it's really just to mess with Biden and all this, the things that's going on with this administration. But that's why I'm telling people, y'all got to also be prayerful, too, because if y'all don't like if we don't get things together, it's only going to get worse, I believe. Now, granted, things might get worse before they get better. Sometimes things might get a little dirty before they get better sometimes. But truth is, I don't want things to get worse in our country, to be honest. I think it's already a lot going on in that country and within the black community. And I think that if we even attacking our own leaders like President Biden and all these other people, then how are we going to ever develop and grow? I'm just saying. Like, I'm talking about literally, yeah, we in the government, we're attacking our own government. And it's kind of interesting because we were just talking about that um, in church, uh, well, not in church, but we were talking about that, how it's happening in church culture about leaders just attacking each other. But I mean, you know, politics, of course, is going to be politics. So we should expect that. But I think it's interesting because I think it plays on the moral and the characters of our country in and, and, and total. I don't know about y'all, but I think, you know what I'm saying, as we keep trying to police people, what Pastor Charles say, police people's righteousness and not actually look at our own characters, then we're going to have to start like, 
we're gonna we're gonna be in a world of trouble and i can see why our young folks don't have as much hope in the society in the government in the country because yeah, we fighting in our own government. We fighting in our own churches. And I think it's a little weird. So y'all be praying for this government shutdown thing too. And another thing, y'all know the season is coming. And this is just, you know, my prophetic warning for most, most people. Y'all know the season coming. Y'all know the season changing. Start preparing for, you know what I'm saying, the the, the flu and this COVID. Because they keep saying COVID is, is, well, not back, but they keep saying COVID is back on the rise technically. Um, And they're saying a lot of people are getting diagnosed with it. But the symptoms are different than, you know, the year before. And I don't even know. I ain't, I ain't test myself or get checked because I just be believing by faith and walking by faith with God. But you know what I'm saying? Order you an at-home COVID test so when you do start feeling weak, when you do start feeling fatigued, that you'll have something to test yourself with and you'll know how to go through it. Because I think as Black people, one of the things that we do a disservice about ourselves is we don't never try to go to the doctor. We always believe, and, and hear me, hear me talking about it right now. We always try to believe in faith, but sometimes we gotta believe in the facts and believe in science. If we know some of these stuff is back on the rise, you know what I'm saying? Yes, have faith, but face the facts. <laughs> Come on now. You know what I'm saying? My pastor always preach about that because we love it when it comes to cancer and all that other stuff. But even when it comes to the small, um, the small thing like um like the flu, like COVID, you know what I'm saying? Face the facts, but have faith. You know what I'm saying? Understand that it's really out here. So sometimes we do have to start back wearing our masks. If we're going to big places, if we're going to extra events, me, y'all know I work around thousands of people on the weekend. So even me, I'm trying to take the extra steps and precautions to say, Huh, Prophet, maybe I do need to go get this this COVID shot or COVID booster just because I don't want to shake nobody's hand or hold her own babe or something. And then something, you know what I'm saying? I got to worry about my health. I think us as believers, guess what? We have to take better care of our health. So that's my that's my service warning. <laughs> that's my mental, not my mental health, but that's just my health service warning for today. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe that, hey, a lot of us, we still got to make it to the end of the year. And we ain't going to make it through the end of the year if we're going to be fighting COVID, the flu, and pneumonia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Mama Lynn? Like, I ain't going to let COVID, pneumonia, the flu, none of that take me out. I'm being extra precautious, you know what I'm saying? And although we done went down on the washing of the hands and all the other stuff, y'all better still be getting y'all some sanitizer and walking around with the sanitizer because it's still healthy and it's still safe. Come on now. We got to protect ourselves. If we pretend, telling young kids to protect themselves when they out here doing reckless stuff, come on, let's be the adults and protect ourselves as well. Because even me, I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Like, let me go figure out how I can get this shot or get this booster. But the thing about it is now, I don't think too many people are actually getting it away free. Now you actually do got to go pay for it, which is, you know, which is kind of like No, bad. it's still free. It's Some still of them still free? free? Even the booster? Yeah, it's still free. Yeah, it's still free. Okay, you just got to find somewhere that's going to do yeah, your it. Your county, like the county, your counties, the states, they're all still giving them away free. Like the health departments and stuff? Yep, your health department. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So, yeah, definitely. Let's start checking the health department's websites, getting us some appointments scheduled, all the other good stuff. Because truth be told, safety actually matters. Our life really, really matters. You go to Walgreens, CVS, uh, they doing them. Um, so, I don't think yep. they're free no more, Mama Lynn. I don't think they're free anymore, but your health department definitely is. I think they ask for your insurance card. but um. I mean, you can't go in any of those for sure, but for free, free, 
you need to go to your health department for sure. The health department, yeah. And um, for the people in here that has already taken it or known a little bit more about it than me, I know they're coming out with a booster, but don't you got to get the original shots before you get the booster? Yeah, you need the original, and then the booster is what you get every... I don't know if it's the same for everyone. I got Pfizer, so it was like six months so every i think every six months or so you're supposed to get a booster i got mine a little sooner because i was pregnant and i wanted roman to have antibodies but he's about to be six months so i think it's time for me to get another one but yeah i think it's every six months so you get the original and then you get get the boost okay okay so yeah i'm gonna have to look into getting the original then first uh because i never even took the original yeah so yeah right for me i ain't never even get the original but the last time i went to the doctor she was asking me about it they gave me some other shots but like some what is it not shingles not the shingle shots it's another one with an m like a measles not a measles shot uh close to it they gave me some yeah, of them probably the mmr probably, you probably got the mmr measles mumps rubella Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The MMR. So I had them because they gave me like two, three shots. I got two shots in one arm, then another one in the other arm. I said, oh, uh, -uh I ain't trying to keep doing this. But at the same time, hey, that's what's going to keep my health up. That's what's going to keep us kicking and running or running and kicking. <laughs> but but I see Pastor Charles and popped in. So Pastor Charles, I'm going to definitely let you check in real quick right before we shift topics and whatnot. Because, I man, I, I dropped this video off in the... um. I dropped this video off in the chat, in the mod squad chat of this white man talking about how enslaved Africans or whatever was saved from hell uh, because they came over from Africa to America and started believing in Jesus. And in Africa, they was over there doing voodoo and everybody in Africa was going to hell because they didn't really know God. Like, it was just, it's a crazy little video that we're going to discuss. In addition to the fact of, I don't know if y'all seen it, but did y'all see Lord have mercy. That Cora Jakes. That Cora Jakes ran on that stage to help her sister from falling. I'm telling you, if y'all not already um following the Waking Up with the Prophet page, make sure y'all following the page because I posted like um one video um was in the mod squad chat so unless you're in the mod squad chat you won't see that one but the other video that i posted was coral jakes and what is it woman evolved that happened this past weekend or whatever and sarah jakes is up there of course getting impart imparted into um somebody's up there ministering to her get ready to lay hands on her and as soon as the lady started raising her hands to lay hands on um sarah cora come running from the back pastor charles i'm talking about come running to catch and cover her sister and when i tell you that made me so happy it made me so proud it made me so overwhelmed with joy because i need people in my life who's gonna run and cover me like that i need people who's gonna cover me and catch me just like that like you don't know what uh cora came from all uh, you know is when sarah started falling to the ground she was right there like hammer her to pick her arms up and i was like that's a blessing that is a blessing but i'm gonna throw it over to you real quick so you can go ahead and check in and then we can finish with the conversation good morning pastor charles it's good morning good morning everybody and thank the lord we're here and just we're alive and i'm feeling pretty good i'm thinking of one to five i'm actually a five right now i'm getting ready to get myself together um and get up on out of here and start my office work earlier today hallelujah and uh anyway things are well um I will say, uh, as a late uh, to that first thing about the preacher that said, uh, we say they saved the Africans, whatever, uh, as the as the late Aretha Franklin said, lies, lies, and more lies. 
<laughs> lies, lies, and more lies. Lies, lies, and more lies. <laughs> well, I will say this. It's it's amazing how uh, people will paint a picture on certain things just so that they can get their point across. It's great. It, it is the art of preaching at times, but uh, that was the wrong one. Uh, it, that was the wrong one. Uh, the Bible even tells us not to even... Uh, by the way, I don't think people know, but you're not even supposed to have uh, make a graven image of of our, our Savior, not at all. But it, it, he is described in his glorious form with hair like wool. So I'm gonna tell you right now, he ain't that straight. Had he ain't got that straight flowing, uh, light brown hair that they put him uh, having. Uh, yeah. Up there stealing at the garden with that straight hair. No, get out of my face with that. Anyway, um, praise the Lord. It's, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I may sound like I'm ready to fight, but I'm not. Amen. I'm gonna be nice. Yeah. You ain't fighting. You just contending for the faith. That's it's not- a. It's a good day. I, listen, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that it's so crazy though. But I mean, I've, and I've heard that before. And I'm. Well, we'll get into the. We'll get into conversation. But I, I'm. I've heard it before, and we'll. I'll go from there. But listen, it's a good day, everybody. And I'm happy. I'm still happy from the hymns yesterday. Uh, so y'all, you pray for me. Last all Jesus. What'd you say, Mama Lynn? I said, "Come on, Pastor Charles, because that truly blessed all our souls. That got me through the rest of the day." All the way to bed. I mean, not it, it, it just blessed my soul. You talking about that video where that man got all them crosses all over his face? Oh no, not that one. Not that one. I do like his too. The uh, jelly roll when he was talking about uh, how our Jesus in this culture probably not been liked because the Jesus in the Bible hung out with the murderers, the thugs, the prostitutes and stuff like that. So our Christianity has been painted a little different, but no, that he had a good point in that video, but the video I'm about to play it real quick is of another white pastor or another white man who's preaching this in his church, which is why I named the room Learn, um, Unlearning Old Doctrines because I don't know if this is just an old doctrine that has been taught because I've kind of heard this too before, Pastor Charles, but it has never been embraced by, um, I don't think by Black Americans for real. But now I'm even hearing some Black Americans who are churchy kind of embrace this because, because they don't want to, I guess, accept African spirituality was a practice or is a practice. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure because I know even certain prophets who preach that guess what? African people had God. If you go to Ethiopia, there's one video out of a, a prophet who says that if you go to Ethiopia, the Bible that was canonized by us that we read today um, from King James was literally a Bible by another king who was, I, I guess, the king of Ethiopia or whatnot. So even the the, the, the religions that we live is kind of kind of little distorted from the African spiritualities. But like I said, let me play this clip real quickly, and then we're going to come right back and discuss it, okay? Slavery, which wasn't right, but they got the gospel when they got here. And you know what? I bet you there's a lot of Africans that if they hadn't have been brought over, not saying it was right, don't misunderstand, not justifying the, the slavery in the situation. But, still, but God, I still believe, used it. And now I'm sure there's a lot of Africans that got the gospel and they're in heaven right now because they got the gospel. You know, what would be better for them to have lived their entire life in Africa free, doing their voodoo or whatever, 
and then dying and going to hell, right? Or what happened? And then they go to heaven. They get the opportunity. Now, again, it doesn't justify it. The ends do not justify the means, but this is how God works. This is what God does in the Bible. And we got different, we have black people in here. I don't think any of you guys were ever slaves. I, you know, I was never a slave. It's like, oh, you know, white, white privilege. You were never a slave. You were never living during the time, you know, unless you're very old, like 60 or 70, maybe, or 80 years old. You're never even living during a time where segregation was a thing in this country. I mean, what are you crying about? Nothing even happened to you. You're just making up stuff. You can't look at the, you know, the facts that I was reading and just attribute that to some kind of white privilege. It's not real. Get over it. Quit having all the excuses. Why don't you take some responsibility for your choices? Be content with whatever situation you were born into and make the most of it. God's not limited to your situation. He can do above, uh, you know, what we ask or think. Or brought over into slavery, which wasn't right, but... They got the gospel when they got here. And you know what? I bet you there's a lot of Africans that if they hadn't have been brought over, not saying it was right. All right. Don't misunderstand. All right. That's the that's the video. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for cutting that out. Thank you. <laughs> Mama Leah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Thank Mama you. Leah, hold on. Uh -uh. Me... No, 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 no. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> I, 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 no, 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 no. I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to try to be nice. Mm. I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to want to slap We need to stop sugarcoating stuff. Yep. <laughs> that, mm, 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 mm. that I'm sorry, y'all. That just did something to my whole body. Not my spirit, my soul, everything. I don't know where he was in Africa talking about we was over there. Did he not forget that's where Everything started. I'm 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 gonna get out because see, I've been asking the Lord to soften my heart because who I work in a predominantly white world. I do, I do. I work in it. I see it. There's a lot of good people that work at this company for the state, for the government. It's a lot of good people. And then it's a lot, you know, I'm going to leave them over there. Them the special people. But, mm-mm. Prophet, you can't say nothing to me that's going to help me out with this man. Maybe. I ain't going to say that. Maybe Pastor Charles, maybe Ebony, maybe somebody from the, from the audience that come up and speak something to me, but that right there. So I can uh, I can disagree with his delivery um, completely. I feel like he delivered it completely wrong. However, I do agree with some of the statements that he said because biblically, 
Now, granted, literally, biblically, God did put people in slave. He did put them in bondage. You know what I'm saying? Like every time the people of God kind of rebelled against God, he put them in bondage. That's something that we actually see in our Bible. Now, I don't, I can't agree with that's how America happened. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say, okay, well, America was formed because God was mad and he allowed these slaves. No, but biblically, we can see what God used to like literally enslave yeah, people. Yeah, 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 we know that. But so that, he's that's trying to justify slavery. He is really trying to justify well, he's slavery bondage. You know, you know, and then he would put that little spill in there. I'm not, you know, I'm just not, you know, and, and, and stop with this white privilege. Mm-mm. If you really talk to the majority of the white culture, they really understand what's going on. They tell you, yeah, it's white privilege. I, now, mean, I, I, live in I can agree that world. there is a white privilege. I believe mm-hmm. that white privilege exists. I really do. But mm-hmm. I also agree with him when he said when he was speaking to maybe black people and said some of us, and I'm not saying this is what he said, but I say the same thing to some of my black people. You can't always act like white privilege is holding you down. Granted, yes, there is a lot of white privilege and white structure that is holding us back. But for us as black people, especially me being a 30-year-old black man, I can't say that white privilege is always holding me back. True. I agree with that part, but it's just that man. Okay. Can I, let me let me speak to some of the to some of the, the, the facts of what this man says. So one, he doesn't believe that white privilege exists. Absolute garbage. Um right. you have I agree. A leg up. What I don't like is that our lighter counterparts, they they understand the concept of generational wealth. They have no issue with that. They understand that a lot of them are wealthy or better off because their great-great-grandmother, whoever was. But somehow they don't understand that the same can happen in the opposite, that poverty is also generational. If my mother had That's nothing, I don't good. just have nothing out of osmosis. If my mother had no education at all, and she was the one who taught me that ignorance is going to be perpetuated unless some opportunity comes for me to be better educated. There were generations of that happening. Black people didn't just suddenly get a leg up because we got emancipated. No, they started from scratch. They were worse off. They went from somewhere where they had shelter and food to out there trying to make it on their own. And a lot of them did some not so great things to make it on their own. So think about it. That stuff is per- where it's perpetuated. So yeah. no, we're really not that far removed from slavery. We're really not far removed from segregation. My mother was born the year that Martin Luther King died. Yeah. So my grandmother and all of them were in that whole, you know, segregated time. They understood, you know, they went through all of those different things. And so he's acting like, because, oh, you weren't enslaved, you don't have any hardship. No, now I do agree. Some of our people lean a little too hard on, you know, well, I don't have a leg up. I don't have a hand up. No, you don't. Pull yourself up. Right, yeah, sure. there are more opportunities given to some of us, not all of us. Um, There are more opportunities for sure. I, I absolutely agree with that. But him acting like white people don't have any more of a leg up and just accept what you were born in and make the best of opportunities. The opportunities aren't always there and the people who have the opportunities don't always give them. That is called white privilege. They don't always extend them. I'll give you a perfect example. I am sitting on three different panels right now because a white woman got sick 
of opportunities not being given to black women in this advocacy space. And so she opened the door. We both put in applications for the same opportunity. I had five years in. She has one. They gave this lady a grant for $100,000. No business credit. Didn't wow. even have her, her papers in order. I've had an LLC for years. I've been in this space for years. Same application. Handed her the money. No problem. With me, they told me I didn't have enough experience. I got five years. She got one. I have LLCs and 501c3s. She didn't get hers till they gave her the money. Wow. So what she did was she said, you know what? I'm sick of this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite all of those of you that I know, the black women that I know, come on in. Let's create a coalition and we're going to use this money that they're giving me to give out these pumps. Let's bring it in. And all of you give your referrals and not every woman I have put in for a referral for these pumps that cost close to $300. She has given them without question because she's sick of it. That is how you use white privilege. That is how you use white privilege. Him saying that it doesn't exist, I think it's after. The fact that you can stand in your pulpit and say that, to me, is like Because <laughs> you were just totally ignorant um, to the facts. You are completely But what's crazy ignorant. is, Ebony, he Ebony. Was, I believe he was also teaching Ebony. white people and black people. Mm-mm. Not when you that say that. No black person stand Now, didn't I hear that man say, I even have black people in my church. Right. That's what I'm saying. It probably some black okay, people in that cool. mama. Yeah. He probably got two black people in that. If you got to say that you even got black people, it's probably two. Come on like, now. Like you said, I have black friends. If you can count how many black friends you have, you don't really have black friends. Shut up with that. Come like on now. Saying, I, have black, I have black friends. Okay, yeah, 98% of them are black. Duh. But if I have to say, oh, I have white friends and there's two out of a hundred and I can count how many, I ain't got that many. I ain't got that many. So that's BS. And they're, they're probably Uncle Tom members too. So if any black person oh. can sit under that kind of teaching, then something is wrong. Some Something is wrong. And yeah, I said it and I don't care. And I'm unapologetic about it. Something is wrong if you can count how many people are there. And if you're black sitting under that teaching, oh, you are brainwashed to the umpteenth power. That you and he gets no revelation, no revelation. No <laughs> I was nah. born in the fifties. Ain't nothing that man can say to me right about now. Facts, facts. So you know, ain't hey, like he said. If you, if you ain't sixty or whatever, well, you if if you, I say like this. <laughs> If no one has ever sat down with you and watched the documentary with you and pointed out some of the good, the bad, and the ugly of that era of all nationalities, y'all ain't sat down together, then you need to be quiet because you don't know what you're talking about. You might be too young. Like Ebony said, her mother was born the year Dr. Martin Luther King was killed. I was sitting in an elementary class looking at the TV when they interrupted it. Hmm. Come on. Can you know, mm-mm. I can't agree with the man. I'm sorry. So, Mama, what about the part where he said, 
um, that people who are in Africa got, uh, you know, found God here by through slavery. Like they found righteousness through slavery. What about that part? <laughs> they found Catholicism is what they found. Uh, Christianity was very much existing in Africa. Just because their expression is not the same right. does not mean that it's it's not Christianity. That's what he's referring to. Yeah, you gave them your white Jesus. That's what you gave them. <laughs> not the white Jesus. <laughs> right, because you could not understand that language at that time. Think about it. They went over there. They, they spoke English. They spoke a whole different language, a whole different tongue. So anybody that spoke a different language of a different tongue, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm sorry. I have a problem when we don't wake up and look at the history. Look at history. The Indians got wiped out. The Mexicans just about got wiped out. The Spanish got wiped out. I mean, because they did not, they even went over to a white. They did not speak English. So you were knocked out the box. Not saying that all of them are bad, but come on. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm probably going to have to go home and re-listen to that, that, uh, that video bit by bit. But, mm, and take some deep breaths as I'm watching it. <laughs> you probably jot down some notes because I don't know. Pastor Charles, help me out. Say a prayer. Uh, do long distance, laying of the hands. Do something. Come on, bitch. Listen, I, I don't know if I can help because I, I was born. I was born exactly a year later when he. So he died April fourth. That was assassinated April fourth, nineteen sixty eight. Is that correct? Is that correct? No, it was 65, I believe. I think it yeah, was. If, if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was 65. I could be wrong. I thought he died in 65. I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll do some research or somebody can Google I'm looking it. Now. I'm looking at uh, 1968 to be exact. Oh, it was 68. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, right. April 4th, 1969 is my birthday. So, exactly a year later. And we are still affected by all of that. We're affected positively. In terms of the things he was able to do in his lifetime, but also his death was a, a major, major thing. Um, uh, to say all that, uh, I don't put, I, I know that the sound, from the sounds of this guy, I don't know his age, I don't know anything about that, but he was fed this from somebody and then tried to put his own little spin on it and tried to, um, you know, basically plead his case, it sounds like to me. Uh, that, you know, we're all equal and, um, you know, the things we've dealt with, it, we should be over it by now. Like, get over it, Black people, get over it and stop talking about this stuff as if it's so fresh and it happened yesterday. Come a half of you, probably when they go, I don't know who he was, but it sounds like he'd say, oh, nobody, none of the people that was in there in slavery. And what he's trying to say basically is, is that uh, those that were slaves, so to speak, uh, from that era had probably all died off and that the bulk of us were born free and we've had free and equal in his mind, 
uh, access. Now, if he was born in uh, in '69, or if he was born in my in, in my era, he, correct, he did not see too much um, inequality. He saw inequality, but you know what I'm saying. I think for me, when I was younger in that in that age, I didn't see the inequality um, as as equally um, until I got a little bit older. Um, the way I kind of understood it. Going to elementary school, I was already going to elementary school at that time, school with uh, with other races. Mainly, it was white, and then those Filipinos in our in our area from uh, being in where I was from in Virginia Beach. But uh, I'll say this: um, I was one of those ones as well that, because of my the ability that I had with intellect, or I have to say intellect, I was in in the fast uh, moving classes. Um, I could read higher at that time uh than most of my um most of the people that were in there it wasn't just black it was just whoever was in there there was we had three types of uh, education at that time now everybody's equal but back then it was superior classes average classes and remedial and all that did was like to say these folks are the fast learners the uh, the these folks who are average they're right in the middle and it was a whole that was used the biggest class and then there was those who were in remedial who had to have extra help and that kind of thing. And that was the best way at that time that they felt like they could help everybody, keep everybody on task. With all that being said, there wasn't a whole lot of me in the fast moving classes. It just wasn't. And so being in that area, those were my friends. Those are the people that I hung out with. Those are the people that I, I, I was able to be a part of. Now, there were some that were... Um, black folks and now just put it out there that were whiter than me you know there was uh, i remember this one dude i mean he was he he just if he if he he thought he was white and i was like dude i mean can, can, can you can't you even dignify yourself at least to be able to that that you are a black person and it's okay and he just i mean he had to, i mean he turned and like i was telling uh Prophet yesterday about answering the phone call and talking about uh <laughs> <laughs> how my director called you know, see, now see, I could do that. I could do that because I can mock anybody. I could just, that's just a whole, that's a whole gift, I believe, to be able to uh, do impersonations and stuff like that to a degree. Um, but I had to realize though, and I, and I learned, I, I hate to say it, well, not, I hate to say it, I learned it in church, the Baptist church I was from, the pastor was pro-black. He was like, you know, uh, you know, we want black people in offices. We want this. And I was like, why are you so? Why are you so uh, adamant about a black person in there? Because at that time I didn't understand it. I was like, shouldn't the best person be in there? Whoever's got the goods to be able to do the work. And now my 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 take is a little bit different, but it's basically the same. I, I do want to see us pr- progress, and I want to see as as a people uh, to become. And I I have a little bit, I have way more respect uh, for the struggle now than I ever did. But my sons. My sons are probably a little bit more pro-black and that kind of thing than I was when when I was their age, you know, if that makes sense. But I say all that to say back to the biggest piece of it is this guy is from another generation trying to say basically that none of this stuff really exists anymore. And that's just a straight up lie. And he, I would love for him to be in my skin for uh, a week. He bought a people like that can probably won't even last a day. 
24 hours. <laughs> I want you to be in my skin for one day. And I would like for you to be a pastor of a large church, the same person. And he come back in as a black man and see how things change. Even your own black folk that know you won't want to follow you because somewhere in their psyche, in the deep recesses, they're being told that you don't have it or you're not really good enough or you really don't have the real word. So, you know, cause you have, you have, you know, and I'll say this as a black, as a black musician, um, I'll say this as a black musician, um, there have been some times when, um, you know, I, I know I was hired because I could bring the juice musically, mm-hmm. but when it came to preaching and stuff like that, um, it just depended on the situation, whether or not I got to be able to even speak. Because most of the time, it is almost said that the white man has the has the better uh, demeanor of teaching and they have the better information. But I have heard some errant, crazy doctrinal stuff that if they had even Googled it, they would have found out that it was wrong. <laughs> If they're going That's to the dictionary. Question though, because Pastor Charles, he did kind of say something that was powerful. That's why I asked the question of, do you think that God really, you know, it's like slaves and Africans and some of the people over here who was in slavery got saved. You know what I'm saying? Like, See, and now, gods, because literally, that's biblical, Pastor Charles. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, here's here's the thing. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't get. I don't facts. get this. I mean, I, I really thank the Lord. I thank the Lord for being able to be in the life that I am. Uh, I mean, you know, I do appreciate that I am here. Um, so in, in what do you, what we call America, I'm glad that I'm alive. I'm glad I'm live. I'm glad I have the ability to have the house that I have, you know what I'm saying? And I'm glad that, um, cause I've been over to Africa and I don't like, I, I don't like all the living conditions of everybody, but the ones that <laughs> have the ability, <laughs> listen, but the ones that had the ability to be able to build and do what they needed to do. They came to the, these other countries like America or whatever, and they came back with an Americanized view or East uh, Western view of housing and everything. So their houses were uh, bricked around and their house looked like normal houses that we saw like we see in America. What, do I, what am I saying though? Is it, is it, is it because it's white is, is right? And that's the question that I have. I, I don't, I, I wish I could answer that question. I do believe in God and I believe in the Bible, which was written by uh, Europeans, uh, and so, or not really Europeans, I guess, the, you know, it came from the derivative of, of the, the Jewish faith and that kind of thing and those who, uh, Romans and those kind of things. But, but if you think about it, they're all what? They're all light-skinned people. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And, uh, but I, I say all that to say, it is this gospel, though, that gives us the actual freedom to be able to live for God and to do things right in the way we do it. And we understand what we understand as a result of this. But to be honest, in order to be able to get real, true, true understanding of even the gospel, you have to know and understand the Old Testament, which doesn't come from the European. It comes from the Jewish faith. And so that's kind of you know, a thing, um, but but I, I, I hate to say this, but I don't even have to, I, I, I'm gonna be just be honest and say, I don't know. 
I believe what I believe and I stand behind what I believe, but did what I believe all come all from, from, uh, from the white uh, race or from the lighter persuasion race? Yeah, you know, America was, uh, let, see, when I was growing up, and I'll say this, I'm done. Um, the America was built on uh, the, you know, we, we were always taught Columbus Day. When I was coming up, Columbus Day was a big old thing. I didn't, I never thought about it from the standpoint of them coming over, taking over a place that was already inhabited by a race or by a group of people, and then them coming in here, taking it over as if this was some uh, brand new country free of anybody or anything and without any kind of um, knowledge of anything. And and I never thought about it before when I was young. Uh, we were taught that the Indians and, and the and the white man was free was were friends at first and then they they, they turned on them or something like that. And so we, we were made to believe that the Indians or the Native Americans were bad. And it wasn't until I really, really grew up and understood, I was like, these folks came over here. Christopher Columbus came over here. He really didn't even discover America, America. He even discovered the, the 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 islands down there. And he comes in there and then act like he didn't he didn't done something some great thing. But all he did was came in as a as a as an explorer, conquered an area for his kingdom, which was Spain at the time. And now all of a sudden, now America is what it is. And these same crazy people, like these uh, uh, these these different. Uh, white folks or whatever they are, uh, you know, trying to start something as if they are the biggest thing in white America, keep America pure. And right, if you're going to keep it pure, call all those Native Americans and put them back in place. I'm sorry. I'm back. God bless. I'm back. I'm going to call it off. See, Pastor Charles said you, you, you said you couldn't help me. You said, but did you read your chat properly? Read your chat. Oh yeah, no, I'd be over here multitasking. I'd be over here multitasking. Okay. She done left the room, but she even said But she is you. right. She right. We don't ask Jewish people to forget the Holocaust. Right. That's good. That's so good. You don't. You don't. You bet in fact you better not. You know, every and everything that they've been through, I mean, from Egypt to all this stuff, they have remembrances of these things and they put memorials up to say, This is how God blessed us to get through this. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. These folks listen, shut up. You just a little little boy from from Iowa somewhere that been taught a little something, something, and now you got some position and now you want to talk about how we should just forget about all this stuff. Now don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, don't don't stay there. Don't stay there. But listen, we should we the the anthem of us of our race we shall overcome someday. And some of us don't they they don't believe that we've overcome yet, you know? And in some areas we haven't. But here's the sad part about it. I don't think we need to wallow in it either. Come on, Reed. We don't yeah. need to wallow in this and say, well, we haven't overcome and we have not succeeded yet. So every black person, well, every black person ain't trying to come out. Leave them alone. If you want to overcome. Over into slavery, which wasn't right, right, but they got the gospel when they got here. No, you know what, no. Turn that off. No. <laughs> that crazy mess. They got the gospel when they got here. No, they're supposed to have brought the gospel when they okay, came. Okay, prophet, don't make here's... me come down there with my belt. Don't, don't. Here's don't. my thing, y'all. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Give me sense. I'm sorry. We will never know the full potential of our African brothers and sisters. We will never know what Africa could have been 
because they disrupted what was happening. We were mm. not just some, you know, just poor, you know, impoverished. Some of us were royalty amongst our own. We never know how how modernized, you know, the continent of Africa could have been as South Africa currently is. We could have gotten there a lot sooner. Who knows? They might not have had to live in tents and huts. You took their freaking families. You tore their families apart. You murdered thousands, millions before they even made it to the ship. So we will never even know what that whole entire continent could have been had they not made this this grand decision oh we don't understand y'all so you're lower than us you're subservient so let's just take you from where you live you come over here you serve us we will never know what africa could have been we will never ever know i look at south africa now and i'm like "Mm, y'all are modernized for sure there's money there but where'd that money come from could those same white settlers have settled amongst us and we have benefited from that economy as well? We'll never know. We just we just will never, ever know because they completely killed off <laughs> generations, lines of people, the, the inventors who could have invented, you know, the next best thing, the next mm-hmm. best house, car, whatever. You killed them. You killed them. You killed those brilliant minds. So we will never know. We will never know what we could have been. Because but then what makes it what makes it worse sometimes is too a lot of white people and I've even heard a white man say this in a clip that we can't blame um even the black people because I see what Will just said that's why I was trying to bring him up even in the chat because that was good Will um but uh a lot of white people try to make it seem like you know even in Africa they were selling us you know, us black people to white people to be enslaved they were selling us to be enslaved you know what I'm saying so they even oh, there's try- always gonna be a traitor amongst you. There's always going to be a traitor. There's always going to be, a, like I call them, the, the black people, Uncle Tom's, there's always going to be a traitor amongst you. A greedy, because that's what it was. It was greed. But a lot of them, in turn, ended up getting sold into slavery themselves. They didn't just lead in people and say, oh, you sold them to us, we'll leave you alone. No, a lot of them ended up on the ship as well. And our people turned, messed around and killed them on the ship or killed them when we got to land. So they didn't get away scot-free. They thought they were getting that money. They didn't just leave them there in Africa like people like to portray. No, they ended up on them ships too. Maybe a little later, but they ended up on them ships as well. So they didn't they didn't they didn't make out as is great as you know white people love to portray because white people use that line too. Well your own people sold you out. Okay. Well y'all enslaved them too. You just used them. My my favorite line from the uh, from the uh, from uh, one of the one of the movies they uh, used, I believe it was, I think it was the uh, Black Panther. It was Black Panther, and they said colonizer. <laughs> that was John. That was Jerry. You used to say that to the white man. My favorite colonizer. Because <laughs> <laughs> that. Is, because that, that, that this says something, you know, and I don't care how beautiful the Queen of England looked going into these wonderful places. Nothing but a, I, I, from then on, I looked at it, colonizer, colonizer, that's what you is, a colonizer. Not the Queen, Pastor Charles. <laughs> Y'all gonna be like, um, the, the other man. Yeah, well, we, well, we did, we did sell our own people 
to try to save our old people. But how much did that really work? I don't think did so, that mommy. really work? You know, you trying to save your own little village? I'm going to go here and sell, catch Pastor Charles' people and sell them. So while I'm out there trying to catch Pastor Charles' people to sell them, Prophet done went over to my village and stole my people to sell them. So, you better hey. come on with it. So we just stealing each other people. So I like yes. the church. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that yeah. family. I don't like that Reed family. Them families get on my nerves because they think they are all bougie. I'm gonna see how bougie they are when they when they get unshackles. Uh-huh. Go, go 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 get them. Go get them people over there. They will get you. They will. They are good workers. No, colonizers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. So think <laughs> Hey, good morning, y'all. Hey, love the conversation. Wonderful. I was just kind of sitting here listening, but, you know, I just punctuate everything you all said. You're right on. But I think my point is, um, you know, that that they they tend to uh, want to uh, want us to forget about slavery or just move on is the term I typically hear. It's because of the guilt, man. Guilt is a powerful thing. And when people can't really reconciling their spirit and just understand and take, you know, responsibility for what they have done to oppress a whole group of people. The answer is simply to move on. Or sometimes you'll hear. I don't think he posted. You think he going to feel guilty about slavery? Like he said, he never seen no slave. He never been a slave owner. He never put nobody in slave. So I mean, his family history. His family history, you're right. It's the family family history. history. And it's one of those things where, you know, I think about it from this perspective. If my child did something to somebody, um, you know, I may not have done it, but I got to make it right out of the wrong. Or if my grandfather did something and stole somebody's land, and we have knowledge of this, you know, if we we really want to make things right, we can make things right. So I understand that people amongst us today are responsible for the slavery, but it runs deep in their veins. And when you realize and you look around of how much, you know, black people have built in this country or really are responsible for this country and all those buildings in D.C. that the government operates out of, you know, we built that, you know, where is the responsibility to give back? May not give us the 40 acres and a mule, but you can give us something. Um, and, and, you know, reparations is a whole separate topic, but it's, it's not as easy to just, you know, move on. I think, you know, it's unfair to really suggest that we just move on because we've never been made right. Most of us have always had to start from a position of, you know, 10, 10 steps back from, you know, the white man. And, and you know, so we, we run and we try to catch up and many times we supersede what they've done, but, but life has just been stacked against us so much work. But I just think it's the guilt factor that people deal with and they just don't know how to reconcile that within their spirit. And so they just, you know, want us to dismiss that. And I think that as you move closer to a society that's becoming more minority majority, um, it, it just scares people. And so, it, you, you know, they, they think that we're going to do to them what they did to us once it's more of us around. Uh, when, in fact, most of us don't even think that way. But I think that, you know, that guilt kind of drives everything that they do. It's the motive for how they operate. That makes a lot See, that's that payback concept. My question is, is he from Florida? Who? What'd you say, Mama Lynn? Is somebody from Florida? Is this minister from Florida? Oh, talking about the white guy? I'm not sure where he's from. Danger ground town. (laughs) 
I'm not sure where it's from. I, you know, they just posted the link. They ain't post too much about them, and I ain't go look them up. <laughs> I wasn't even finna go look it up. Well, let me tell you this. Let me say this. In 1977 was a pivotal time. 1977, the movie Roots came out. Lord, when that came out, I was in the second grade. And it was 1977. I was in second grade. And I'll never forget. Uh, that movie coming out and it actually you know you heard the actual weapons on tv and stuff like that and man i had more of my wonderful friends my little white friends coming to i'm so sorry for what our ancestors did to you (laughs) i'm like oh okay you know well uh, okay all right and i just kept it moving because i you know i know how to how to react to that kind of thing but what it but but what, what it did though it actually brought to light that this was something actually that had happened I mean, it may not have been, some of it may not have been in true in terms of that particular family or whatever, but he just showed his own family on what happened. And might have saved if it didn't turn stuff, stuff on its ear. Yes, it did. Hey, Pastor, you bring up a good point. I just have a question. And I just thought about this, and I just wanted to know y'all's opinion of it. Do you really think that, um, you know, white people of today are really aware of what slavery was? Because they downplay it so much and want us to downplay it so much and they don't really teach it in schools. Um, do you think that families have even discussed it and talked about it? I kind of believe that they get the knowledge from the movies, like Roots, or from, you know, when we have these pushes today to really talk about what slavery did to America. I really believe that the people I see and interact with every day, they just have no idea of really what slavery entailed. I mean, and it's, you know, they just don't pass that information down because they try to whitewash it. So do y'all think that they even understand the full impact in the same magnitude we do? And maybe that's no, another reason. I they think they don't. don't. That's why I, I think they don't. And that's why I said I, I don't think he even feels guilty when he says certain things like this. Because like I said, he never was a slave owner. You know what I'm saying? He's never experienced right. slavery. Granted, even if he is a little bit older or whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? He's probably like Pastor Charles said, probably like 50 something. So he's living in that era where Martin Luther King probably was dying and all that other stuff. And he probably might be younger than that. So where, hey, we was already free. We already have a chance. And you know, he thought we was regular Americans like they were. So they never actually had the ability to feel guilty. But that's also kind of, uh, uh, also kind of ignorant too because he'll turn around and told us as black people you know we can't feel guilty or we can't feel bad that we was in slavery because we technically didn't experience slavery just like he technically wasn't a slave owner but that's the, that's the funny part right here the funny part is is that they they're just like the folks we like a lot of the world feels about with the jewish faith they'll tell the jews stop the holocaust happened yeah but now get over it because it's not it's not relevant to today, which is why they've taken on that stuff and trying to take it out of school and trying to take it where that if they don't feel like it's relevant and, and they want us to get over it. But that's where we have to really do what we need to do to actually tell our kids ourselves about the things that happen. And but here we are today. And another thing about getting over it with the, the Jewish versus those who, you know, ancestries of slavery it's like economics does a lot to repair a lot it doesn't erase what happens but when you look at the jewish community they're amongst the wealthiest in the world even and so they own all of hollywood i mean they've gotten their reparations and everything else so it's easy you know to look at them and say oh they got over it. why can't y'all well we were dealt a completely different hand as it relates to how we were to in the future proceed in, in America who really, you know, only wanted us here for our service and to be slaves. So, you know, it's really comparing apples to oranges when they say, you know, if they can get over it, you all can. We, we didn't start at the same place. 
Well, let, let's make sure we're clear about hold that. On, Pat, hold on, Pat, and right before you go, because we had two guests on the stage, and y'all kind of bumped in. Um, so give me one second. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe called off work today, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, we're in this powerful conversation because y'all know me. I love seeing what's in the news, what's in the media, and all the other good stuff. And there's a video that came across my timeline the other day, and it's pinned in the link above. If you haven't already um, seen it, you can click it and, and watch it. Um, but yeah, we listened to it already in this room, and we're really just breaking down what this man said and how he feels. Because truth is, I was agree, I agree with some of what he said, but his delivery was wrong. And I think the fact that he white, it made it even a little bit more worse. So I just, you know what I'm saying, I, I had to decide discuss it because I think that there's some, uh, what's the words y'all like to use? There's some nuances in this clip that a lot of people have to take account for, but we never really discuss it. So with that being said, I'm going to throw it over down to Prophet. All right, Prophet, go ahead and jump in, man. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord, everybody. How y'all doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. That's good. That's good. Amen. Yes, sir. This is a very, very serious topic. I mean, this is really serious. But one thing we have to realize, we it's common knowledge to know that the black race, we are the, the race of the Bible, the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, we know that for sure. Now, it's, it's no, uh, the devil has used other races to try to blot that out. But that, it's just common fact that we know these things now. And if you go back, uh, when most Moses prophesied to the Jewish people. He told them the curses that was going to come up on them because he told them y'all would turn from God and y'all would go to worship in other gods and get caught up with other nations and serve pagan gods. He said God is going to distribute you all over the world and you will become uh, some man was going to sleep with your wives and, and raise your children and all the things that have happened to the black race. This is has fallen. Anybody can look. This stuff had fallen on the black Black race, period. All the black race. And not only in America, in every part of the world, the black race have suffered the same fate, which lets you know that we are the children of God. And even uh, when they crucified Jesus, they said, let his blood be up on us and up on our children. They brought a ugly curse up on the black race uh, because they got indoctrinated by the scribes and Pharisees that hated that Jesus came uh, to bring truth and expose them. Now, we have to look at something. Those tribes, uh, they sold each other out because they were the one that was greedy. The white man came or whatever, because it ain't only been the white folks that sold blacks. It's been Arab. Arab was one of the worst folks it was the way they did uh, black people. And it's a common knowledge that all races at some point in time have enslaved other races. The victor always enslaved the loser. So uh, in Africa, uh, the white man brought syrup, molasses, uh, salt, weapons, horses, guns, all these things. And they traded these things to other African nations. And uh, they said, OK, uh, if you give up your people, we're going to give you this. And it's going to make you more powerful. And you can go all over the African country. Uh, 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 continent and go to enslaving other folks and making more money. And if you look at right now, why is every every African president they always sell their people out, they keep the money in their own family, they destroy African economy 
because they get mixed up with other races, not just the white men, the Arabs and everybody. And they destroy black economy. And it's the black man that's doing this stuff over in Africa because he's 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 sided with other races of people that has destroyed the economy of Africa. And he he makes his own self powerful and rich. We can't nobody touch him or his family, those that connected to him. Now, we know God has a plan. He always have had a plan. Uh, no, it wasn't a great thing. Christopher Columbus came over here and he didn't discover America. But if you look in the Bible, God has always used other men to destroy other nations in order for him to bring forth what he wanted to bring forth in any nation or any territory. He even he what did he say? He said, I'm gonna even take King Nebuchadnezzar and judge my people. My servant Nebuchadnezzar, he gonna judge y'all. He gonna destroy this and destroy that. And he gonna induct, uh, bring y'all into slavery and indoctrinate y'all with his doctrine. But he said, give in to him because you're gonna be on the slave for 70 years. So God used strange strange techniques and methods that we don't always agree with how God does it. But because the Christopher Columbus, they come over here and the Indians, they was a bunch of pagan folks that worship everything. God needed this nation so he could build his nation up on principles that would invite the Holy Spirit, invite him into this nation. So it may be helping ugly how the white race came over here and conquered this land. But I mean, it was only a bunch of paganism worshipers and, and God has, what did he told Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, told King Solomon and King David when he was dealing with the fallen giants and their race and offspring, he said, go and kill the whole nation. Don't let nobody live. Kill the baby sucking on the mama's breast. Kill the animals. Don't, I don't want none of their filth or the spirits that's connected to them. I want it all wiped away. So God, God uses strange techniques and methods that we don't always agree with. And sometimes it seems almost unfair. But once you see the full plan of God, you think about now America was raised up as one of the most powerful nations on the whole face of the earth. No nation has been more powerful than America. America has sent out more uh, evangelists. They have sent more everybody out dealing with trying to get people to know Christ, know the Bible, uh, get a connection with God, get a relationship with God. We have sent more aid than any other nation. We always have every disaster. America has been that like that nation. No, this nation is not perfect. This nation got a lot of flaws. And yes, the Jewish people do have a lot of money. That's why they can make them remember the Holocaust. It's not because they better than the black folk, because money makes them speak. Folks going to do a little more for ones that have wealth and money than they would for broke people. They still devalue black folks to this very moment. They devalue us and we ourselves, believe it or not, we do not teach our children about our we'll teach them about what happened in Martin Luther King Day, but we don't go back no further than that. Our children, in most cases, don't know no more than the white kids may uh, know because we don't even take time ourselves to teach our children because our parents didn't teach That's us. Powerful. Say that again, sir. That's powerful. Yeah, so so we that the white kids and the black kids don't know no more. And right now, if you look at uh, 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 our the black race right now, when God told Moses, when Moses went up to the mountain to get the laws of God, immediately they turned against God and started getting caught up in perversion and everything that you can think of that dishonored and displeased God. Even when God spoke to What happened? 
he he disappeared or his phone bill. Nah, he in the he audience. Paid him. He in the audience. Oh, How you get in the audience? All oh, right, bring him back up. He might have accidentally. Yeah, swiped. if you swipe, they'll put yeah. you in the audience. You know, if you accidentally yeah. swipe on here, it'll it'll put you it'll put you down. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and what so what, what, what I was saying? Uh, can y'all tell me what y'all lastly heard from me? You um, said that 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 had money. We don't teach, and we don't teach our kids. The children. Okay. Uh, uh, well, when the, when you have money, you have power, you have influence, because your money speaks for you, even if you ain't right. And black folk, we still have not had a whole lot. Therefore, they still devalue us as black people. They don't. They don't. They don't care about the Jewish. They care about their money. It's it's all about the money. So the money makes people put up with you a little more. You know, you take a broke man, a woman, to put up with a man that got money that can support her, even if he don't do it right a lot longer than she will a broke guy. A guy, she value his money. His money is what keeps keeps her holding on to whatever hope she may have that the relationship may get better. But if you go back in in Moses' days, uh, uh, when uh, when Moses went to the law to the mountain to get the laws of God, the children of Israel immediately turned against God and started going into perversion and everything that God didn't like. And then if you look in the, the book of Samuel, they said we don't want we want a king. We want to be like other nations. We don't want God leading us. Is basically what they say. And God told Samuel, they have not rejected you, Samuel. They rejected me. If you look at the black race, we still, to this very moment, still live the same foolishness that we live way back in, in, in historic time. We always turn from God. We're the most spiritual people on earth because we have a connection, God. We know that God created us, and we know that the first black man, I mean, the first man was a man of color. And uh, uh, we know all this to be true. It can't be. It can't be here. God, the Bible's in the latter day. More knowledge will be given, and more truth will be known. Well, the truth is out now. The knowledge is out now. So the 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 the, the thing is this: we are still turning against God and we still turn against his laws, his ordinance, his statute. We right now, we are the worst thing it is against ourselves, not the white man, because if people be saying we've been indoctrinated to be like that. No, that's just who we are as people. If you go back all in the Bible day, we did the same stuff to each other way back in the day, even before Moses came on the scene, uh, back in Abraham time and before this just always been the nature of black people. And I'm sorry it looks so bad on us, but you look right now, the only thing we operate is in violence. Everybody wants to get away from the black race. Everybody devalues the black race because the only thing we know, Satan always uses us to destroy us. And for some reason, we always come into agreement with his nonsense. We always partnership up with his foolishness. And we always be the one that suffer. We always the one that get beat up and crucified and seem like the, the the freer we get when the children of Israel got free, when the children of Israel got free, they turned into idolatry. When America black folks got free, free back in the 60s and 70s, and we ain't get 100% free, but we got no to know the ride to back in that era. But what we did, we sold out each other. We let the white man gave us money and we snitched on each other in the Black Panthers party. Every every genre that that the, the, the black folks tried to come up, we always sold each other out because of greed that's in our society. 
faith in the black race and everybody wants to come up. Even you look at us now, once one get up, we don't want to help the other. We want to be like the Joneses. We better than you, so we ain't going to try to help you come out. And it's crazy what I'm finna say, but the one we help come up, they turn against us and we help them. So it's like we stuck in a situation where we don't win no, no way where we turn if we help we lose and if we don't help we get talked about so we just put ourselves because the 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 spirit that's in the inside of black man it's just as bad on what's inside the white man i'm just going to be honest with y'all and it's hurtful and it's sad that you know at this time that we living in we can't even control our kids. They are making our neighborhoods domestic terrorists. Our young black old folks can't get scared to go sit on their front porch because the young black boy is doing drive-by. They don't have no respect. The white man didn't do this to them. The white man just used everything that they gave them to use against the uh, black race because we didn't have parents to stand up. We too busy trying to make the bag, and then they let the government run all our men out our homes and destroy the nuclear family. I mean, it, this just is a serious subject, and it can go on and on and on. And I think everybody got a valid point. I don't think nobody is wrong. I think everybody has a valid point. But uh, it's going to if, if you sit back and pay attention, you will see the plan of God in action. God has had a plan from the beginning of time to now since the foundation on the earth, and we are living in the plan of God right now. God's plan will be fulfilled. His word has not went out and became void. We are living in the plan of God. God now, and I just pray that all of us be able to fulfill his will and his desire. And we need to teach our, you teach your children about slavery in the home now, because I'm going to be honest, it really is irrelevant right now. It's good that your children know where you came from, how you got here and all that. That's I think right now it really come to a point where the, the mom and daddy, you need to teach your children their inheritance and need, you need to teach them their lineage and their legacy. It's going to be dependent on what you teach them to put instill the value. Cause right now we're in a time and place and dispensation and it's always, it's nothing new. People do not care about black folks. And that's just the truth. So if your children are going to learn and grow and mature and have any insight and knowledge about the lineage of black folk, it's going to be mama and daddy that's going to be the one that's going to teach them. So it won't die if you teach them and then they teach their children, they keep teaching their children, it won't die. At least it won't die in every family. But this is a horrible culture that we live in. But I still see the hand of God and I see the plan of God. God is doing something. Just sit back and watch him work. I'm going to rest right here. Appreciate that, man. Listen, this was that was powerful. That, that was, was good. Just like anybody. Mama Lynn, you said we could have a productive conversation about this white man. This man talking truth. We do have to teach our own kids like about the slavery, about the certain thing that's going on. That's how we grow. But I seen Dr. Patton and Kosha was up here who want to um jump in. I'm gonna let uh Kosha go in first. Um just while you know, cause she a lady. Let ladies go first. And then Pastor Patton, I see you jumped in as well as JY. And then y'all know we're gonna keep it popcorn style from there. So, Kosha, if you got something, definitely chime on in. Um, um, I, I think I just need to, to to listen for a little bit. That um, yeah, I'm just gonna listen. Um, because yeah, I I gotta listen. So yeah, y'all go ahead. I'll pass. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I see Dr. Patton got a phone call. Oh, there you go. Dr. Patton, it's on you then, dog. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, <clears throat> hope everybody had a great weekend. I'm just going to deal with the video and give a little commentary and even some pushback to what my brother said. Because there, there can, two things can be true and certain things can be wrong. And let's, let's, let's start here with the video. Historically and biblically, we know that America didn't have to do an antebellum slavery for black folks to, to meet Jesus, because that's not true. That's not historically true. Because Christianity actually, or what we know as Christianity, has its earliest origins in Africa, in Ethiopia, even before we even had the term Christianity. Uh, when you understand the Bible and study your Bible, you would understand that the Queen of Sheba took the faith of the Hebrews back to Ethiopia. That's why in Acts, when you see the Ethiopian eunuch reading Isaiah and gets baptized, then that tells you that there was a footprint of the faith already in Africa. So we have we have to we have to destroy that kind of dangerous rhetoric that this man is basically conveying. We also have to deconstruct this myth. Can, can I pause and ask you a quick question right there, though? Sure. Because, you know, we oftentimes demonize African spirituality or African Christianity or whatever it was. But then, uh, and, and it was something I think that Ebony said earlier that was powerful. But then we kind of came over here and we got indoctrinated in white Jesus culture. You know what I'm saying? So some of us black people, we don't even like really, you know, we don't even know our history when it comes to African spirituality, African culture enough to say, oh, yeah, uh, we were studying, you know, Christianity over in Ethiopia by doing like we. Well, a lot but, of us don't even know but, that. But, Ethiopia is only one country on a on a large continent. Okay, yeah. so there were a various uh, various different religions and spiritual things that was happening on the continent. But what we can't do is dismiss the fact that Ethiopia, again, from his historical context, which can be proven was some of the earliest origins of what became known as Christianity. It's just the facts. We, we can't we can't tear that down no more than we can talk about other things that Af other African countries did on the continent. So what we've done is, and what this man is doing on the video, is showing how not only how unlearned he is, but how unwilling he is to learn the truth. Because th the truth of the matter is, when you talked about um, certain aspects of white people rejecting or not even accepting certain portions of historical truth and biblical truth, then that means that you have the choice to be willfully ignorant because we live in a time now where we got way more information than they had 300 years ago, 400 years ago. Why? Because the, the average person that was a church girl in those times could not read or write. They had to depend on the preachers and those who were trained and scholastically uh, given a chance to actually learn to read. Poor common folk did not do that. They didn't get education because you are a worker bee. So when, when you understand that, this is where a lot of this stuff has, uh, it has stood the test of time. So when all the, uh, when you get into the colonial period and the religious experiences of the 16th, 17th and 18th century, then you got to understand that a lot of those white pastors that basically merged theology 
with slavery as though God was okay with it were the ones that basically Why was God okay with it. God, God allows. I mean, if it happened, God allowed it, right? Why wouldn't no, no, God no, okay no, with it? No, 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 no. We, we, we and, and, and remember, every white preacher that preached, all of them wasn't with slavery. They preached against it. They, oh, they oh, was oh, completely out, against it. I did not interrupt you when you spoke. You spoke for six minutes, and I didn't say. All anything. right, Pat, keep going. My fault. My fault. No, it's my fault. Keep going. Okay, so, so, so what I'm saying is. I'm giving, I'm not saying what my brother said, all what he said was wrong, but a lot of it was actually wrong. Some of it was right, some of it was wrong. And, and I'm pointing out the stuff that's wrong from a space of saying, look, you did have certain pastors, but they were in the minority from a space of the Quakers and certain Presbyterians that had a, a, a true spiritual awakening. Because when you talk about the great awakenings of the 1700s, 1700s, 1800s, where people got filled with the Holy Spirit and, uh, there was revivals. They got so revived, but they kept their slaves. So, so but we, we talking about we, like Rob Parsley and them, Benny Hinn. No, 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 no. We, we, we ain't talking about that stuff. We, 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 we talking about uh, Jonathan Edwards. We talking about those kind of people, Cotton Mathers, those kind of people, and Charles Spurgeon, who still is oh, very wow. much to this day worshipped by a lot of white theologians. They didn't want him to come to America to preach because when he started preaching against slavery. In England, he wasn't invited over here. So when you see, you got to understand the, the full history of this stuff. So with this man in this video, when he's spewing this stuff and saying, and even what Prophet said about the other Prophet, because there's two Prophets in the room, I can't see the brother's name, uh, other Prophet, as, as he was right about certain things about the spread of Christianity, but it, it didn't take slavery. That, that was never required. That was the depravity of man. And every time God ever used the depravity of mankind, he never let our wickedness stop him from not only advancing the gospel, but having his word come to pass. That's what that was about. And also when we deal with African nations that participated in the slave trade, many of them sold prisoners of war. They weren't selling their people off their own tribe. Because in their mind, see, what we can't do is put the social construct of American uh, racism or the, the how the caste system of people of color by the time you got to the 1600s, because when you know this history and you know it well, you can say, well, before 1619 and after 1619, if you were considered a Christian technically in but what became the states or colonial America, you could you were not supposed to enslave other Christians. So when you understand that portion of the history and how it flipped, it flipped because but the Bible say you're supposed to sue other Christians either, but I, I, that's besides the point. I'm, what, what I'm trying to do is give you the, the correct historical context of how all this came to be. So when you understand that part, and then when they saw that with indentured servitude, even because you had certain white people that were indentured servants, it wasn't considered quote unquote slavery. It flipped once they saw, well, let's 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 make the people that's darker or black the permanent slaves. Let the white guys go and make them the overseers because now we can start a system because it was already going on in certain parts of other parts of the Americas. Like because we talk about as as late as the uh, early 1500s, where uh, slavery started in Barbados, in Jamaica, those kind of places. So they was already hip to it. So by the time it got to North America, that's when, okay, you a Christian, 
oh, forget that. We don't care if you're a Christian or not. You black, you a slave. You are in a permanent situation that you can't get out of. That's where that came from. And then the church signed off on all the leading Protestant denominations and even the Catholics. They were a part of the slave trade as well. So when you tell the truth from, from a, 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 a historical standpoint, and, and I hate to say it and be very direct, but I just got to do it. This garbage that this man is actually saying in this video is stupid and it's wrong. And but he was so, teaching so, this to white people as well. That's the problem. But it was but, white but, people in the room. But, I mean, but, black but, people but, in the room. But what? But and I get it. But what I'm saying is, and when we spew this stuff, talking about it was God's will and all this other stuff, God allowed it to happen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Again. It was never God's. It wasn't God's will for my grandma to go through segregation. Well, was it God's will for, for a woman to be raped? No, I mean, no. Uh, okay, okay. So, so, but if so, it happened, let, God allowed it. No, can my I, question I, is, my question can, is real quick. So, if, if, if we're gonna just rely on and say it's God's will, then y'all, why do we fight? Why do we protest? Why do we speak up? If everything is they, just gonna be God's exactly. will, there's no point for us to do anything. Exactly. So I agree with I agree with Pastor Patton on this. I mean, hello, hello. What that time? What that time? What mic? What you said, Jy? Hello. There, there, see, there is a difference between God's perfect will and his permissive will. I agree. So a lot of the stuff that we may be operating in, even today, is what God permitted to happen. It may not be what he what He wanted. That was his initial plan. It's or not his the perfection. preferred plan. Every, everything, after, everything after Genesis 2, so Genesis 3 and on, all had an aspect of the enemy in it and it's all of every god's purpose and plan was to bring us back to genesis 2 and 1 we want and genesis 1 and genesis 2. and so what we're experiencing now is the decisions that we made that are unfortunately of the per permitted will a lot of stuff that we went through in life you know was unfortunate because gave us god gave us this thing called free choice and so we're, we're we're living out what our choices and our decisions are made. Every seed you sow, you will reap what you sow. And we're reaping a lot of the things that we sow. So um, I watched the video too, and I thought it was a little, um, it was terrible, honestly, um, to try to put it in there. And it was very dangerous, even though he tried to clean up as much as he's saying, like, I don't think it was whatever, whatever. But, uh, and a lot of things that may seem negative or had a negative effect, somehow God always will find a way to get victory out of it. So, and then, and then, Patty, I'm, I'm going to talk, you let, you speak for, I'm playing. <laughs> and I'm trying to avoid Patton right now, y'all, because of Oregon and uh, Colorado, because me and him had this conversation right before it happened. Oh, we he got next me, week too. I'm going to call you on USC thump they tell too, but go hey, ahead. Hey, I did not want to talk to you, bro, because I wouldn't. <laughs> you didn't even call me. You called me when they was three and over. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. okay. And you interrupting when because I, I wasn't finished cooking. But <laughs> I know you cooking. I'm gonna work though. I want to get this out real quick. Um I um I'm I'm sorry sorry Carlos left out of here because I know he would have said something. Um but I think it, it's it's uh it's 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 a very slippery slope when we start saying stuff like that. And it's almost borderline, uh, especially coming from black people, almost Uncle Thomas in a bit. Um to kind of accept those things. The Bible tells us that love is not rejoicing in justice, flat out, uh, or, 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 or the area of oppressive and this, that, and the other. So there's no way that that was God's plan for us to be oppressed. 
not his plan. But and, and for people to think that we only got saved because we came to America is very, 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 uh, Pat, y'all might have a word for it, but I think it's asinine to think that. And, and, and disingenuous, ignorant, and, and willfully but, ignorant, because, because here's the truth. Go ahead, when Pat. You, if you understand that you created what we call this, that what they call the slave Bible, you took Exodus out of there, any excerpts that talked about liberation. And let's go to Genesis 126, where it says that God created man to have dominion on the earth. It didn't say have dominion over other people. That's where the sin is. So when we understand it from that perspective. <laughs> and that's the earth. What no, you no, mean? No, 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 no. Uh -uh. Don't you got dominion over your house and Not everybody in it? I don't, have, I don't have dominion over my wife. I lead my wife. I I, I, I uh, raise my That part. That part. Okay. So, so, so from that perspective, they ain't the same. But what I'm trying to get you to understand is, and why this is dangerous, even amongst those. And now here's where I can agree with what my prophet said. That's what I said. I said two things can be right and uh, some things can be wrong. One of the things he, a couple of things he said that stood out to me that I actually absolutely agree with. When you understand Black America post 1960, I'm a Gen Xer. I was born in 1975, seven years after Dr. King was murdered. In fact, he was murdered right around the corner from where I grew up. I mean, literally, I could walk to his to Mason Temple. So, for me, are in, you in born in '69 too? '75. Oh, '75. All right. So, I speak passionately about this because I know it's a part of my my DNA and what what I'm called to do. Ultimately, things I'm already involved in, I never really necessarily talk about. But the thing that irks me about this brother uh my white brother he my brother still he wrong but he my brother and what prophet said that was right was that when you understand our plight as we fought through all of those things to advance to the point to where it's post-civil war we understand all those things we, at least we should understand all those things that white supremacy has done in in a space of blocking the progress the economic progress of black people that's duly noted but even in all of that blockage we've always as a people maintained family we maintained uh, a spiritual identity yeah they burned the town down but we rebuilt them we did all those things but in the by the time we got to the 60s we lost a sense of family and community because it was almost like some of those things was our spiritual last gasp because we had been trying for so long. And when you throw in all the other stuff that white supremacy did with Contel Pro, as he was saying, that that's what he was, he was kind of serving in volume between the things based on our responsibility versus what they did. Men just didn't leave a house. They left their house because when white folks was on welfare in the 30s and 40s before uh, after the after uh, the uh, not the Civil War but World War II that put people back to work and then you saw uh, the suburbs be built in the 1950s for white folks and then integration came and destroyed a lot of the economic uh, empowerment of black people so those things were strategic it was never about and even Dr King at the end of his life said he feared that he was integrating us into a burning house in other words. 
white folks had already moved on from some of the economic principles that made them prosperous in the early 20th century, keeping us separate but equal. And we know that was unequal, but even in that quote unquote separate but unequal, we prospered. Some of us prosper in certain respects. Some of us still call hell now, don't get me wrong, which we still see that gulf is even more wider. So I'll end the plan by saying this, what we must not do is put and try to put God's sovereign will with man's wickedness, because they're not the same. God, is, he is powerful enough to work through our wickedness. He always has a plan. His plan is never for people to be abused, trafficked, because that would make him wicked. That would make him devilish. And the Bible says, thank you, Lord, there is no shadow of turn. There's no evil in him. He can create it. He can even allow it. As he said, in, uh, we like uh, Isaiah 54 and 17, but we don't read 16 where it says, I created the blacksmith. That's why in verse 17, he says, no weapon formed against you or prosper because he created the weapon. So if he can harden Pharaoh's heart, then that means that if he's allowed all of these crazy things throughout history to happen, then he has a sovereign plan. We just have to do what prophet was actually alluding to, which is get back to the point so whereas now, because in, in, our, in this generation now, we're rejecting family. We got all kind of definitions of how you're supposed to live life, whether that's an alternative lifestyle sexually, whether that's an alternative lifestyle spiritually, all those things that we have done that has eroded, further eroded our community. That's the part that we must talk about and get back to. We have pseudo intellectuals, the killer mics of the world, the Umar Johnsons of the world. They talk a good game about how to build a community, but they're not doing it from a space of what God actually ordained. And then they've attacked the church and we've let them do it. So when we start talking about that, the complexity of that, that's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in some ignorant white man saying what he's saying, because I expect, I expect racists to say that stuff. I do. I'm sorry. I just do. But what I don't expect is for us as believers, and particularly those of us that are educated, that know this stuff, to start shrinking like a violet when it's really time to build our communities and to cry loud and spare not and create uh, enclaves of communities that are safety valves, that are undergirded by uh, godly principles. And, and that's where I agree strongly with Prophet. We have to do that for ourselves. And what we have done, and I say this to be quiet, we have, some of us in our communities have shunned God. We have shut him out. And we're talking about African spirituality and we're talking about this stuff that don't mean nothing. Because the spirit of God is on the inside of every man, even the white folks that do the stupid stuff that they do. But they've been infiltrated by the spirit of the Antichrist. That's what he does. He divides. He destroys by peace. He destroys by offering things that are not tangible, that are not eternal. And some of us have actually signed off on it, even in the church, when we're misrepresenting prosperity, when we're misrepresenting the power of God or and lacking uh, or at least having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. That's the problem. So I again, I expect people to say that stuff. And I even sadly expect some of us to pick some so-called truth of what he's saying. There's nothing truthful about that because there's no such thing as a half truth. It's a whole lie. And what that man is saying and spewing that video is a lie. And we have to start telling the truth and saying as such and not being afraid. And do yourself a favor. 
follow the Jude 3 project, watch those kind of things to inoculate some of this stupid stuff that's being said out here because they inoculate these things and they do it with scripture. They don't do it with we shall overcome. They don't do it with uh, intellectualism. They do it with credible exegesis of the scriptures and then walk you through the historical compact of it. If you're ignorant in these times, you want to be. And if you decide that this man is telling any kernel of truth, that's up to you. I'm praying for you. But for the rest of us that are not only educated, not because we went to school, but because we research, we go and we pull these things, we, we read the scriptures in the Bible for ourselves, then we get to reject that stuff. And I emphatically reject what that man said. And there's no truth to it. And we did not as a people have to suffer and still don't have to suffer for God to love us because it said in his word, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that lets me know that when somebody gets up there and says some stupid stuff like that, that they don't know God, they can't. And the people that said they founded this nation did know him. We just have to tell the truth. We're afraid because we know that when we push back against the narrative, like Colin Kaepernick or any other freedom fighter that has existed in America, he will be lynched, tarred and feathered, destroyed, because it's the, it's the matrix. So when you understand it from that perspective, you gotta be, you can't be afraid to tell the truth and push back. So I'm gonna land my plane right there, but I just want to say that no shade. I agree with some of the things that my brother prophet said, but I just want to expand the conversation from a historical and biblical standpoint to say that it was not God's will. And historically, uh, white pastors and white denominations have had several times and several chances to correct this, and they have refused. And one day they will stand before God. That I can promise you. Man of God, let me say this to you, if you don't mind. I never, I never, nobody on the state ever heard me say that God had to use America to push the gospel for us to be saved. I just said we are one of the countries that he used that did more evangelizing than any other nation. The gospel has been distributed way since the upper room when they started preaching the gospel. It, it, it started being distributed all across nations, and it still haven't hit all the nations because Jesus said when the end comes, when the gospel is preached to all the as a witness, then the end should come. So the gospel still has. Now, we still got people. If you look on your YouTube, YouTube channel. The most foolish, stupidest stuff that you ever see is in Africa. Everybody over there is a prophet. Uh, prophesy to me, Papi, Mommy, uh, we got men's telling women that their sperm is holy oil, uh, holy milk. Uh, we see the prophets walking on people's back. They too holy, they can't even step on the ground. This is the nonsense that goes on on the continent of Africa. So I'm not saying that God needed to hurt uh, to hurt mankind in order or to hurt the black race or to bring us in a place where for him to love us. I'm just telling you the truth is uh, America has been one of the greatest nations on the earth and we have been flawed. I don't know one one country on this earth that, and that, that's that been as worse or better than America. So I, what I'm just saying is this, uh, it is what it is. America is a great nation with flaws and with problems. And God 
perfect God perfect well for what for Adam and Eve never to fall in the Garden of Eden anyway. So after Adam and Eve fell, God and the God man had a, a a fallen nature, an Adamic nature that alluded and loved sin. They loved sinful pleasure, sinful craving. They wanted to be their own God. And they full of pride and lust because they came in partnership with Satan. Satan has always found a way to cause mankind to partnership up with him because of greed and pride and arrogance. He although the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Satan used that all the time in every dispensation, and it worked because the fallen nature of man works in every in every dispensation the same way. So he used the same tricks and tactics in every every dispensation to get his will done. Now God will is being done, even though this wasn't what God was intending for mankind to have to suffer. It wasn't God's desire for men to go through all this turmoil and tragedy. But when you come in alliance with Satan, Satan, all the Bible said, when, when wicked men rule, the earth groan, but when the righteous rule, the earth rejoice. When you have wicked men that's running democracy and they tyrants and they kings and governments and stuff, the people are going to be mistreated, misused. You're going to have the Saddam Husseins and all that when you don't want to do, when you come so, against so that. America is not, in, not included into that? No, no, Jed. Let, let me finish, brother. You didn't. What you, I'm saying. What other countries? You ain't said the weakness of America. No, 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 no. I'm saying America. I'm not saying America is not wicked, sir. Hold on, man. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Sir, sir, I'm not saying America. Everybody just heard me say. America is no better or no worse than the other nations. Everybody just heard me say America got issues and problems that we have to work out. We know that there was specific racism. There was there was white supremacists. We went through the era of the Ku Klux Klan when the white man got black man got free. He still wasn't free because they found other ways to arrest them and make them work on the train, uh, uh, work go to prison, and they uh, they used their labor for money. And we know that they did a lot of stuff to the black race. We understand that. America is no better and they are no worse. They are just people that do what other nations do. That's what I'm basically saying. I, the people in America do what people in other continents and other They do what other folks do that fall in allegiance with Satan. They want to rule and they want to be supreme and they want to reign over folk and they, they got the have and the have not the higher echelon and the lower echelon. That's the way Satan does in every country. Go to every continent. You're going to always find this, this, this governmental system that Satan sets up. That's why the Bible said that he is the, uh, this is his governmental system. God, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But Satan runs this governmental system, the financial system, the political uh, system, the religious system. Satan runs these things. And that's why it's always a hierarchy where you got to be connected with this guy to get pulled up. And if you don't fall in line with this plan and this program, they'll oust you out. That's the way Satan always does it. He's never changed. He do it in every continent. On In every nation, he do the same thing because it works with humanity. But what I'm saying is, we as black peoples, 
we got a problem that has been created because we allowed our governmental system that Satan runs to make black men look like they was not worth anything. And they did they 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 took the affirmation and the validation from black men and women started feeling like the government could do more for them when they husband. They didn't want to stick with their husband anymore because they looked at the quick dollar that they could make or the welfare, the food stamp. We can make more money and do better. See, I'm I'm 55. I was born in 68. I seen these things. I saw the government come to the home. I remember my mama had us to lie and tell it's uh, call my dad and David and said he was her boyfriend. He wasn't a husband. If anybody asked, we would walk around my house calling my dad and David and his name is Enos. But that's what women had to do to get welfare and assistance. And what they did, it destroyed, it destroyed everything and it turned our women's out to getting pregnant by everybody they dated. The men walked away from the family. Just a whole chaotic scenario that was strategically designed by hell. The strategically designed by hell to disrupt the black because the black race we have so much power we carry so much grace on us it's unreal and the white man know it the Jewish people know it anything that you need done if you needed to excel get a black man involved and see how quick it's gonna grow if you got a piece of clothing that you want to grow. If you got a piece of clothing that you want to sell, put it on a black wrapper and see how quick it become a trend. And before that clothing, that clothing line become billionaire overnight. That's just the grace that God has given our black, the black race, the Jewish people. So I'm just saying, I'm I'm not in disagreement with you. And I'm not saying, uh, talking about America is better than other nations. But what I am saying is America is just, we humans and we mess up like they do everywhere. And America just took a part of a satanic system that he sets up everywhere. And he's doing what he always done. His his tricks and tactics always work because we always got somebody that wants to get rich and powerful and famous and take over the world and be bigger and better than everybody else. And he did not leave the religious institution out. He, he made sure he got a hold to the religious institution. So he brought deception and deceit with uh, uh, sowing seeds. And when the Bible completely said, you see God and all his righteousness, all that you have need of, he will give it to you. He will supply your needs. He said, if you sell out to him, that everything that you walk away from, he'll give you back a hundredfold. That's the formula to being blessed. He said, when you, when you learn how to seek God and all his righteousness, you will come into agreement with God's wisdom. You will come in agreement with his understanding. You will come in agreement with his knowledge. Once you fall into agreement with those things, that's when God can begin to give you the ability and the mindset to create wealth, to give you witty ideals and all that stuff. But that stuff comes with a sacrifice, with a price of submitting to God and not. He didn't he didn't say uh, if you sow your seed and all your righteousness, then I, I bless you with everything. And he says, seek me first. And he said, also seek me early and you will find me if you seek him, you will find what his heart desire is to bless you, to show you which direction he needs you to go in order for you to be productive and fruitful mm-hmm. on this side of life. So it takes you coming to agreement with God. It takes you to understand what his heart desire is for your life to be productive. And Jesus said, the poor you have with you always is always going to be poor people. But the kicker is this. He didn't say you had to be one of those poor peoples. 
He said they would be here, but you didn't have to be one of them. So if if I'm I'm not in disagreement with you, Dr. Andrew. I live in Memphis too. I live in Lakeland, Tennessee, and I done been to Martin Luther King the Hotel and all that there. And I'm in agreement with you, but me and you got a different understanding, but yet the same. And uh uh, so I honor you and I thank God for you for sparing knowledge because any little knowledge we get that can help us mature, we need it. So I will never put my foot down. Man, open your mouth and speak the truth so people, God, people can be blessed, man. Knowledge is powerful. So kick out Amen. the knowledge, kick out the information so we can get it because everybody don't know the stuff we talking about. So when we telling them this, this is this is new to them. They like, I didn't know that. They will sometimes put a fire on the people that make them go to research that I didn't know about this and I didn't know about they'll go to research and then they'll they'll get to learn the stuff and they'll go to telling other folks you know this uh one match starts a forest fire so continue to speak the truth brother continue to speak the truth listen Dr. Patton um I'm trying to get other people in real quick because y'all know it's almost 11 o'clock so I'm gonna, you gotta put it you gotta put a time limit on bro Right, right. I do. Yeah, I not only that, just oh the God. respect of the time that's going on. Can, can, can I say something? I see Mother Lynn want to say something. Yeah, Mother Lynn, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I don't want to. Um, and then I don't want to be out of order. No, I was just raising my hand to say, uh, we. I was just raising my hand to let other people speak. That's all I was doing. Okay. Because, so, Dr. Uh, Trigger, I'm going to throw it over to you real quickly. Listen, I, I came in a, a room a little late, but I, I, I get the legits of what's going on. But I, I do have to um, <laughs> disagree on certain things. We, we have to understand the word. This is where teaching is really critical. Uh, this is why you have to... Uh, be a study of the word and understand the principles of God, because there was certain things that was said that um, does not line up with what I I see in the word. Um, and I know that um, Pastor Doctor uh, uh, the right man Charles is in here, and so I think we need to make sure that we are understanding the sound doctrine of the word and not opinions. Uh, and so when we get to a place of understanding uh, about government and about different things. We have to understand that Satan did not create the government uh, systems. Um, um, that That's not the way that happened. I, I, I'm looking and I heard certain things and I, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that God created everything on the earth, but the system time man have created things that have caused problems. Uh, and so because the Bible says that the government should be up on our shoulders, that's the ones that's living the life, the ones that's uh, holy before the King of God. Uh, and so we have to understand the way he had, had ordained for governments to be operated. And then not only that, we have to understand that there is certain people in parts of the country, different parts of the country. We have Muslims, we have Buddhists, we have all different ones. But the one thing that I know for sure and two things I know for certain. He said, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And so the thing that have to happen is that there has to be some form of ignorance in the room because see the thing about it, when people come in with a lack of understanding, that's why the Bible said, if a man lacketh wisdom, if he lacketh understanding and knowledge to seek the Lord, ask God for all those things. Don't go and have your own opinion without backing it up with the word of God. And so when we go to go and speak about certain things, making sure that we back 
back it up with the word. Apply the word means you apply pressure to the devil. And so we don't give him any room or any glory at all in any rooms that we're supposed to go in because we are the anointed one. And so we come with sound doctrine. We come with teaching. We come with understanding that when people come, they don't come with a misunderstanding and they don't leave out of any room and confused about what's going to happen and what has happened in a room. And then you come back in and you just don't have the correct knowledge of understanding certain things. And that's why you have to use wisdom in what rooms you go in. Uh, Pastor J, uh, 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 J, why you have to be able to be able to understand that we don't be combative about the word, but we be understanding about having a godly conversation of understanding that there is people around the world that needs to know the gospel, that needs to know the uh, the God that we serve, the God that can deliver them from all uh, all enemies, uh, traps, and all the witch witchcrafts and warlocks and all these things. We have to have an understanding of the principles of how to operate and that's what we've seen in this video and if you look at it that there's a lack of understanding of who people are and why god used them and why god is allowing us to understand that we have a greater calling that's why the enemy would use anyone if they're open vessel he'll use a white man black man green man purple man it doesn't matter but the thing about it is when you understand who you are in god you don't let nobody go and tell you you got people in africa yeah, that's their mindset. Some people think that they don't have to walk on, on ground. But the thing about it, that's when you pray down certain things. That's when you go in and apply the word and come against the witches and the warlocks. And so if we're going to come in a room, we got to understand that this man did not have the knowledge of understanding what God was doing because some people are just ignorant to the facts. And so what we have to do is say that everything that you hear, you cannot take in. Everything that you eat, like they said, when they put it on your plate everything you don't eat on your plate you say um that's not for me and so you have to leave it alone and so i'm gonna dock my yacht because listen the more I was listening to, to this room, the more I was getting to this point where I was like, you're making more people confused by coming in the room with there's so many different things of opinions and not applying the word. What does the word say about what was going on? What do we put the word to? I might have came in late. I might have missed it. JY, did I miss it? I might have missed it, a prophet. Uh, I, I, I might have missed it. I, I, I don't know, uh, Mother Lynn. Uh, but I understand that some things have to happen so we can have a honest and truthful conversation so that everybody leave out the room with saying, you know what, that's wisdom. That's the what, That's what God wants us to get an uh, understanding. So when we see these videos, we can recant back on it and not just go and share the videos of ignorant people doing ignorant things. That's what I believe. Uh, listen, uh, uh, listen, I'm going to dock my yacht, uh, but let me tell you this, uh, 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 Pastor Jacob, there are certain things that we just have to say enough is enough. And, and when you get to a point of understanding who you are, you don't let ignorance continue to go on in a room. I'm going to dock my yacht and y'all have a blessed day. Dr. Jacob, I'm going to throw it over to you because you always my closer. Pastor Jacob. God bless all of you. Um, wow. <laughs> um, no, no, Dr. Jacob, don't I, get in too much trouble, please. Don't get in uh, too much trouble. Get in trouble, Jacob. I need you to get in trouble today. No, Pastor Jacob, come on in here and make some knowledge, bring some wisdom in here and do what you do best. I get in trouble. Tell me how ignorant this white man was. Oh, Lord, here we go. Um, so I watched the video. I watched the video and the conversation has morphed from the video. Um, 
I, I, I am kind of, when I came in, uh, I was looking, I went directly to the video to understand what was being said. Let me, let me address just a couple of things and I will go on about my business on to Maryland. Listen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, if the division of existence was the form of the devil, then we would have to eliminate the church structure all across the world because our denominations are nothing but by definition divisions. And it is important for all of us, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, to understand that regardless of what this man has said, the real question is, why are we spending more on clothes and uh, uh, other things uh, that don't build our community? Uh, but what we do is we put a basketball in our children's hands instead of telling them that they could be doctors, instead of telling them that they could be entrepreneurs, instead of telling them that they could be something other than a football, basketball player. We have more kids with balls in their hands, basketballs, footballs, uh, soccer balls. We have more kids with balls in, our in their hands attempting to be the next NBA star than we have, okay, I'm getting in trouble. So I really want oh, to- right. Come on, come on, come on. I really want to understand how we- we are, are trying to continuously blame somebody when we are preparing our children for the institutional racism called the NBA, uh, preparing our children for the institutional racism called the NFL, preparing our children for the institution, because I don't care how much money they make, there's always somebody who's writing their check, who's signing, y'all not going to say nothing to me. Okay, um, so, so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, we can't keep saying that it's anybody but ourselves. The truth is, had we understood our real origin, our real uh, truth, we would actually be rebuilding. I think we have PTSD from every single time we started building a community. Uh, it gets bombed. It gets torn down. It gets. Uh, we have the, the the St. Louis Arch sitting over top of a community uh, that that was a black community. And every single time we come together, uh, what we've done is, or what they've done is they've destroyed our efforts to come together. And so. So consequently, ladies and gentlemen, we can't keep talking about what the white man says. I need to start talking about what are we going to do? Come uh, on, Jacob. Really, really, really want to understand that, that we have been having church, but we've never been having Okay, I'm gonna get church was about community first. It was never, oh my God, the theology of church, the theology of the New Testament was to bring people together. And why they came to God was because of how we came together. And ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, our unity was what brought them to the community. Y'all not gonna say nothing oh. to come. To commune in unity, to to y'all not go okay. And so consequently, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, they did that to Martin Luther King. I hate that they did it. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, and I might get in trouble when I said this. When I say this, uh, his time was when God called him home. Uh, it was nobody else's. Yeah, I know that that God used somebody to shoot him. And I'll say it again: God used somebody to shoot him because the truth of the matter is, we were building an entire movement on one man and we were building one an entire movement Jacob, come on, Jacob. you better come on up in here 
But the reality on, is boy, the responsibility of our community coming back together is not on the back. That's why nobody else has been able to stand up and lead us into the charge. We have to come together as one people and lead. Okay, y'all not going to say nothing to me now. We got to come together and stop talking about this is a Baptist church and a, a Pentecostal yeah, church and all that can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Come on, Jacob. <laughs> You want to talk about the church? The church is is taking all of the offerings you've raised and going out there and buying about 60, 70, 80, 90, 150 acres and then start building on the acres and making sure that the people of God have everything they need. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the problem with, with COVID was not the fact that the church wasn't ready. The problem with COVID is the fact that they could not see the church because all we were doing was building edifices and we didn't have Come nothing. Come on, to Jacob. We don't have no houses. We don't have no apartments. We don't have, y'all not saying that we don't have no hospitals we don't oh, oh god jesus come on now Hold so it on talk now. about truth let's talk about that truth God called you to be a pastor. God called you to be a, 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 a bishop God called you to be an apostle what are you building mm, mm, say that what are, you, what are you doing to bring community back together I, I'm sorry I, I got excited y'all excuse me I, all I'm saying is is I'm really tired of news blurps where we are fighting over stuff that happened let's talk about what's going to happen let's talk about what's happening now let's talk about getting people free from the ptsd of their shackles and their chains the problem is watch this ladies and gentlemen when we look at acts in acts when the bible says that paul and silas are in the the dungeon i need y'all to catch this i'm gonna say this i'm gonna get off because i don't want nobody to shoot me Uh, the bible says that their chains fell off before the doors opened come on Come on, don't they was it. loose. Please, please, ma'am, please, sir, don't miss this. That their chains fall off first, then the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, when are we going to start removing the chains? We're talking about moving, and the reason why we're still stuck with an open door is because we keep putting Wait. our chains back on, talking on, about what Master did. Take <laughs> What do you do when you become the master? You keep fighting. Okay. Heaven smile upon you is my prayer. Jacob, you better not you listen. You better come on back up. I I, look look, the the, I didn't we ain't docking yachts right now. We ain't we ain't we ain't listen. Listen, I can't because we we can't we don't we don't like this type of gospel. This is what we need. That's what this is what's needed though. This is what's needed. Have you has you wearing robes, but don't have you putting your hands in dirt. Yeah, this this type of gospel has you, you watch this, ladies and gentlemen. It has you looking good, but not being good. That's good. The gospel we like, the gospel we like, we like the gospel where we get a bigger stage. Well, your biggest stage is how are you helping your community? Your biggest stage is what impact is your church making? Wait a minute. Let me go before, before before anybody says, well, that's a pastor job. Let me talk about you. You are the church. What is your church making a difference in? Or are you still talking about I can't get ahead because. White man, come on here. 
you are Pharaoh. And I'm so sick and tired of Pharaohs in the pulpit wearing diapers. You ignorant people walking in pulpits talking about the fact that you think you've had an experience and the truth of the matter is your experience with God should lead you to have experiences with people. What experiences with God will only lead you to get rich yourself? Uh, uh. Your experience, your true experience with God will make you see people like he sees them. And the problem is you only see them as a stepping stone. You're talking about, and I heard this and I, I got kind of upset because uh, we're talking about what they're doing in Africa. They're doing it blatantly. We're covering it up. Because hey. we're walking on the backs of people every single day. We're walking on the backs of people acting like our feet are too holy to touch the ground because you're a pastor and you can't clean a bathroom. Get get over yourself. Well, I just got in trouble, didn't I, Pastor Charles? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not really sorry. No, I'm just did. saying that out loud. Come on, uh, it over. You better come we, on and say that, though. Every day, every Sunday. Africa. Man, please. Africa's doing this. Africa's doing that. Uh, that they were doing. They're still doing all of that right now in churches in America. That we're still doing the same thing in America. The difference between them and us is in America. We'll have church. We'll have sex in our uh, our, our office and have women underneath our desk in our office. Uh, they'll do it in public. Yeah, oh, okay. Is braver than you. They'll expose themselves and you won't. That's the only difference. So don't, don't understand what you're trying to say. If Satan had that much power, that was sacrifice of Christ doing. Okay, let me say it this way. I'm done. Okay, anyway, um, Pastor Trina, I'm about to say something. Three people going to get mad at me. I'm That's not okay. I got your back. That's okay. I got you. I, I'm not coming against any. I don't want y'all to think for five seconds I'm coming against a prophet or Dr. Patton or Dr. Trina or anybody. I, listen, I ain't got time for all that. I love y'all like with the love of the Lord. I love y'all like brothers and sisters. Period. Point blank. Um, here's what I need you to understand. The cross was not a get out of jail free card. It was a promise. The cross as a promise, here it is, I'm about to get in trouble. It lets you know what you should be looking for, not what you should be getting away from. That's it. That's it. And they persecuted him for my sake. What are you doing that makes people want to persecute you? If nothing you're doing makes anybody mad and i'm not just talking about them talking about that's not persecution that's pr there's a big difference between the two when they talk about me that's my public relations when they persecute me they want to kill me for christ's sake or do they want to kill you because you're self-righteous and pompous god bless you heaven smile upon you is my prayer my god listen listen i i listen if that wasn't a closing <laughs> whoo jesus he he came in and put the icing on the cake he gave you some some ice cream on the side 
and gave you some revelation. You're going to eat this and you're going to uh, understand from, from start to finish. Uh, listen, I tried to, but listen, Jacob definitely did the part uh, that, listen, if you didn't get something out of that and get an understanding, what you should have got is that uh, I'm not doing enough. And what do I need to do? Because like he said, that we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be talking about this. It, it's a conversation piece. Yes. But then after that, what do we do? What do we do? to make it better. Listen, I'm, 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 let me dock my yacht. Let me, cause I might get in trouble too. I right? kick me out the room too. But listen, uh, Prophet, you, you thank you. you thank you. Listen, Dr. Patton, you don't listen. Folks be back channel. They, well, they can't back channel you no more, but I used to get back channel messages, uh, but they don't, they can't back channel no more. So they got to might uh, do this, uh, audio thing and I don't know how to do it. So I don't respond to people because I got people on my little thing trying to talk to me. I don't know how to talk to these people. So I don't even respond back to them. I go by IG, talk to me through IG. I don't know nothing about this clubhouse. So, but anyhow, that's, 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 that's my perspective. You sound, you sound so funny, but I want to say to Dr. Jacob, uh, I wasn't offended by anything that you said, because you actually basically took, took it further than what I said earlier. Um, and the, the the important part is understanding the historical context of it all when these conversations come up. But as you said, moving into the place and space of solution and also making sure that as pastors and leaders that we're, le we're leading our people in that direction while understanding what happened. Because it's one thing when Paul writes that in Philippians 3, when he gives you his history, Right. He tells you that what tribe he's from. He tells you what he studied. Right. And then he says, I'll burn all of that because now I'm chasing the excellency of Christ and I'm still chasing it. I ain't even there yet, but that's the standard. And when we start doing that and when we start saying now in this generation that when we see people, not only just this, this white brother, but when we see ourselves, as you were saying, constantly doing the same religious magic tricks building edifices, build, having conferences, doing all these things. And that's nothing wrong with the training being the epicenter, but what, 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 where's the results? When we don't see the results, then it's time for us to start calling some things to the carpet and detaching ourselves from things that are not productive. So bro, you ain't in no trouble with me. I, 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 I'm glad you came in here and do what you always do, which is set us ablaze and cause us to think even further, man. So I, I appreciate your words. And definitely know that, that there's a lot of respect uh, for how you labor in the ministry and the things, the receipts that you actually have that you don't even talk about, that you actually do, brother. So much respect and much honor to you. All right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap on up. Everybody pull Stay to the fresh. Bam. That uh, PDSD or whatever it's called. I mean, Jacob know how to use his to the best of his ability. My Lord from Diane, that was just, <laughs> I, I done hollered in the CEO office and had to catch myself. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Listen, let's do final remarks. And of course, as always, question of the day. Um, right now, it's just something simple. What song is like living rent free in your head, as, 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 as us young people say? Like, what song is living rent free in your head right now? What song is always at the top of your playlist right now? Um, for me, I'm going to say it's New Day by Blanca. 
We played it this morning, you know what I'm saying, when we got on the show. But every morning I wake up with that song, Living Rent Free in my head, because I have to wake up and know and realize that it's a new day. The sun is shining, God is blessing me. So yeah, pull the refresh, see where you guys are. We're gonna do final remarks and question of the day. What song is at the top of your playlist, Living Rent Free in your head? Mama Land, it's on you. Mother Lynn, can she hear us? I don't know if she heard you. It's on, it's on her. Now I can. Now I can. Okay, go for it, Mama Lynn. We play in my head. Total Praise by Richard Smallwood. I, I, you know, I don't care where I, I, what I go through, I have to give him praise. I do. I do. Because it could be a lot worse than what it really is. Um, I had to give him praise, you know, daily praise. So that's that's the song to stay on repeat for me. Uh, Prophet, I love you. But don't put nothing else up there like that because it sent me through a tailspin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go there, but. I went there, uh, but I love you. I know you be trying to provoke good conversation and great dialogue, but oh Lord, you sent mother all the way into another world, but I love you for it. Because in the end, uh, we all can learn how to agree to disagree with love but i don't disagree with none of y'all i just disagree with the video and another thing i want to say this real quick y'all go watch the documentary on why we got food stamps and uh social security it wasn't meant for us it was trying to save the white folks so yeah that's another one but i still love them and I'm still oh, that's a hard one right there. That's another one, Mother Lynn. You're right. That that <laughs> thing right there, and that and they always talking about they're giving it to the black folks. Listen, we still no, don't get all of it. No, we don't. We don't because most of our our race are lit, and I and I asked them why, fifteen dollars or less in food stamps. Fifteen dollars, and these are seniors. So yeah, that's a different conversation for a different day. But I love y'all. I respect y'all. I love this room. I love this room. And I, I miss you. I miss you. And I love hearing all y'all voices. Y'all have a blessed day, a great day, a fun day. And find the joy and the laughter in something you see or say today. I I guarantee you, it will live your day. Amen. Love y'all. Got to go back to work. All right. Thank you so much, Mama Lynn. I appreciate that. Pastor Charles, I'm throwing it over to you, sir. As usual, great room. I was went to a place of listening and I started to um, handle some other business. So I was like, let me just go ahead and listen and, and get my popcorn and, and just go back and forth and watch and listen. Amen. It was good. Um, always glad to um, be a part of uh, of something that's alive. 
And uh, let me tell you, this is a live room. I'm appreciative. Um, as as far as uh, oh, uh, past Bishop uh, Bishop, oh, it might be a bishop. Uh, Dr. Jacob, my feelings about him are always the same. I don't like him, so we'll go from there. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, in terms of, uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll 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 talk about that. At least you know from me that it's that, that that's why I feel. Anyway, um in terms of songs that live rent free in my head, man, I'm I'm an old school guy or I I, I like to flip a a song over uh on the other side. Everybody like the popular songs, but some songs are just not uh I like to I've always done that. I always sing the songs that's on the other side that nobody really listens to and try to make them popular on my end. And um, anyway, I got a couple of them right now, and I, I know people have more than one, and they're, they're like me too. My main one right now is Saved by Tanisha Crispell, late Tanisha Crispell. And uh, she has a great, but I just love her voice and how her, her structure is with that. But she's singing Saved by His Power Divine. I love that particular song, uh, that hymn. And um, that's the main one. And the other one is James Hall uh, and his uh, Voices of Citadel. And that was no joy, no strength. So I'm I'm bouncing along with those two today. Be blessed and have a great day, everybody. I pray that God would just overshadow you with his glory and power. And don't judge me on my music. Go go and find something else to do. Get, get, find something else to work on. I don't know. Go 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 make some make some biscuits or something. I don't know. Find, help me in Jesus' name. I'll see if I can find me a sandwich or something. God bless you. Pastor Pat, this on you, sir. Do, 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 do. I can guarantee y'all that Pastor Charles is saved. Saved. Uh, I, I, when we were in uh, Charlotte last year at uh, Bishop Jake's conference, he all he didn't have nothing but worship music in there. That brother loves him some worship music, and I love him for that. I was uh, actually in Dallas, Texas. I was two hours from you, Pastor Charles. I missed your text, but I just thought it was funny. I, I wanted to know how far I was from you, but I was only two hours. Seemed like two hours in Texas that really ain't that bad because I mean y'all used to driving uh, like that in Texas. I was just shocked at how everything was so spread out. But even in certain little areas when you're in Dallas, you can kind of get around where you need to get around to. Uh, but great conversation. Uh, definitely appreciate uh, Bishop Jacob and JY and even Prophet that was in the room. Just how we could learn from each other and um, really understand the times that we're in and something uh, that Dr. Jacob said it was so powerful because Jesus, he even prepared us for it. He said that the gates of hell would not prevail against his true church. He was never talking about the denominations and all the stuff that we see that we call the church. He was talking about people that really grabbed hold to what the church was about, what the community of the church was supposed to represent. And there, there's a remnant of pastor that God and pastors that God is raising up that understands this and doing the work. So, and Jacob, definitely, brother Jacob is definitely one of those brothers. Um, let's see, what's in my head? Probably something, anything from the 90s that popped in my head that I just want to hear. And not necessarily obscure songs, and that can, and not just R&B or gospel. It could be jazz, it could be uh, R&B, it could be, a, I mean, I like a lot of stuff. I mean, when you get to this age, you know, uh, there's just certain things that can just kind of jump out of your head. So I, I can't think of one thing right now because that because I'm literally a jukebox when it comes to certain different genres of music. I might even want to hear a song from the 80s and, and play it. I love 80s music, uh, maybe because it reminds me when I was a kid. But 
uh, especially that 80s music, that 80s R&B sound that uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis started to kind of cultivate uh, that's still funking to this day. Or like um, I saw a clip of uh, Terry Lewis talking about how he made um, Janet Jackson's uh, first album, Control. He said he took some steel drums and made whatever you done for me lately. And it sounded like a keyboard sound, but it was weird. So it's steel drums. And he showed how he did it with a little do, 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 That was steel drums. He said, who knew? But I love stuff like that because, again, that musical jukebox, I just love music. So who knows what I'm probably going to pull up today. I don't know. Some random will pop up and I just play it just because. But anyway. Hope y'all have a great day as well. I got some work to do. And uh, God's blessings. And uh, JY, uh, make sure you call me next week uh, because uh, you owe me a grave apology, an engraved apology, because I told y'all about this Colorado stuff. Been trying to tell y'all, but they ain't want to listen to me. But anyway, love you, bro. Whatever, man. Pat is so funny. <laughs> All right, y'all. JY, I'm throwing it over to you, sir. Hey, y'all. Great conversation. Uh, um, great, great, great conversation. You know, uh, you and I talked, and I said they will probably lose uh, Pat into those games. I, you, we was going through the game one by one, but they schedule. And um, you said they'll lose the TCU as well, but neither here nor there. As you can tell. I didn't say who they was gonna lose to. I told you they was probably that city was probably seven games. That's what I said. Don't lie on me. I said you said they wouldn't make it to a bowl. I said they're gonna make I it said to that, a bowl. There's possibility. And look, if they if they get if they get uh uh Peter Roll next week and then they see Utah and Arizona, some of those other teams in the past that's on their schedule. I know. I, they don't got no they don't got only no thing I got to say they got further than where they did last year that's it amen three games <laughs> is that what we're doing we're doing every yeah, only one one last year if we don't incremental improvements make sure that you talk like that now the problem it wouldn't be the problem ain't the losing the problem is the talking that's the problem hey I don't mind him talking I don't think anything he said one he said it wrong he said God called him to this. And the thing is this, he's doing things that people don't like the way he's doing it, but he earned that right. He's a Hall of Famer. He earned that. He earned he's that a Hall right. Of player, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Let's stop putting his coach. Let's, let's stop putting his, his player accolades with his coaching accolades. He's 30 years oh, coach. He ain't won a national championship. He ain't he's, still, he's still the black Nick Saban. No, he's not. No, no, he's not. no. no nowhere near. Not yet. We can't see. The, the, Wait, see, that, he, he need to get his mind. He don't got no mind. No, that's what that's. Wait a minute, ain't ain't he just now? Hey y'all, ain't he just now able to win? Yeah, but ain't he? Yeah, I'm at work. I'm at work. Yeah, you and Pat have started this. I'm at work. Pat, Pat, don't be gonna try to talk. Listen, Pat, I'll let you talk for six minutes. And I say that it's they're gonna be eight and three. That's all. The the, the final income is uh, the final thing is eight and three. Eight and three. Doctor Trina said. Well, they I'm play 12 seven. games, so it's got to be 84. They play 11. They play 11. They do play 11 this year. Unless <laughs> yeah. you count the bowl game. But you're not counting the bowl. We're not counting the bowl game yet. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm actually at work. So I'm trying to, you know, I had to pull away because I was going to office today. Uh, I wanted to also thank uh, Dr. Katrina on here. Because I know a while ago I was talking about how difficult it was for me to find a position. I did change my I changed my resume, and you said you saw something in the spirit about me getting looking at the contracts. 
and I, I'm on, I'm in a contract role. I'm working at eBay account manager. So um, you I'm changed that resume. Look at what God did. I told you we we talked door, about this thing. The door a door open, and uh, I'm pretty sure a bigger door is going to open while I'm here as well. So I just wanted. To, I'm glad you was on, so I can publicly say it, not just be called and tell you. Cause I know you spoke to me publicly, me privately. Um, but I want to make sure the work is known because my plight was made public. You pulled me in the area of private and I showed you what my resume and stuff looked like. And you spoke and you spoke what was going to happen. And uh, it happened. So I just want to make sure people know uh, <clears throat> that you are, uh, are definitely a, a person on the side of the Lord. Uh, great conversation. Uh, Prophet, you're going to have to start having the timer go off because uh, uh, some of these jokers, uh, that being here, man, they be going on, and some of them are regulars that's in here. <clears throat> um, that can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can say patent. No, I, 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 I didn't do that. I, in fact, he calls, he calls. I, 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 I called 45 seconds, and when Bishop I started dissecting everything that was said, then they got mad. And they took the baton, and, the ankle leg, and ran and ran the touchdown. Hey, when Dr. Jacob came in here, I tell you, one thing I love about Dr. Jacob, bro, I love him to pieces. If you say something foolish, <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice. I guess y'all don't give me credit, but I know it's a woman thing in the room. I guess Mother Lynn, they don't give us all credit. But I was no, trying no, to be no, nice. No. I just I called it ignorant, though. I just said it, but <laughs> I got <double off. laughs> Yeah, so funny. <laughs> no, no, no. He listened. He stayed in here when you was he stayed in here when you was talking, Dr. Trina. But as soon as Dr. Jacob got on here, he was like, "All right, enough is enough." It, it, all right, gold mouth. He done had a, he done had enough of a beating, you know. Pick him up and take him in. He was gone. So I love um, Jacob because I was reminded that when Jacob said he was in the room, and that people were saying that the angels helped God with creation. And I just was, I went back to that place when dude started talking and I heard Dr. Jacob's voice. I was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> so uh, I'm truly grateful for each and every single person in here. And what was the question of the day? So I gotta get back to my desk. What was the question of the day? Prophet? What song is stuck in your head? What's on your playlist? Oh man. I, I'm in between some stuff. Like I've been really feeling a lot of like, um, uh, like kind of like soaky music vibes lately. And that, you know, for me to be in, on my deep side when it comes to worship music and stuff, but I've been still feeling like oh, that yeah, 90s, that 90s, but I like I like that 90s, like alternative <laughs> music with like the, um, like that No Doubt and Green Day and um, like Seven Dust, like those type of mid, mid uh, go back, go back to work, uh, go back to work, go back to work. God bless you. I like rock, man. I like I like gospel rock too. Like I love like listening to, like Ichthus and stuff. What like is that. gospel rock, man? It's the truth, bro. You have no. Idea. I like all I like all music except for country, but I love rock music. Like it's something about them double kicks on them drums. Like this, this is band called. Is that what you be listening Austin. to in your office while you at work? Now I listen to it in my car. I miss having my system. I used to have like a real nice system, and I listen like to Austin Burns Red, and like they got this Christmas album, and it's like. The sh I never heard sugar plum fairies in my life that made me want to just jump into a bunch of people. They won't catch me, but uh, I definitely <laughs> jump into a crowd of people. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I I told Deborah like at our church, man, I want to have I want to have all that in there. She she ain't for it. I know that she ain't for it. Deborah like 
Yeah, Deborah, Deborah Shay Shay. So she thought she gonna be like, that's a mixture. Yeah, it's something else in here. So y'all pray for me that we don't be arguing in the pulpit when it comes to music being played. Uh, hey, okay. Wow, I think I know what you're talking about. There's a, ain't there like a video out um, or a documentary out where these kids produce some rock music, gospel rock music? Mm-hmm. I've done. I've, I've, they used to wear yellow and black. Yeah, I've ministered at a concerts like that where they have like big, huge rallies. And I mean, and them folk love the Lord. Like they be going crazy about God. And, um, you know what I mean? And you get them where they at. Like it ain't, it ain't, that's the music they listened to before. And it, it, all the words is all vertical. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm even li- literally dip, digging into some of the worship music I listen to. Cause um, someone had mentioned like a lot of this word of faith movement i guess that's what hillsong and all of them is like word of faith where they are a lot of the worship music that they're singing is directed to ourselves and it's not directly to your god well to god when it's like when you do this it, i do this and when, when when you come around i'm able to do this and it's like it's not really acknowledging god it's more so of saying that with god i mean it's it's about what i'm my ability and this that and the other well, you're supposed to love God for just who he is and worship for who he is. You're awesome. You're amazing. You're a wonderful God. Not about, granted, it's, it is true that when we get in his presence, this happens within us. But it's not in that moment when you worship him, it's about him. It's not about me at all. And so I'm all about now, and the worship music I'm going to listen to is all about vertical, straight to him. And then, and then taking my approach to help a, a do to operate horizontal to his brother, to my brothers and my sisters. So, but that's where I'm at right now, as far as what's in music I'm listening to, I might listen to a little bit of Anita Baker or something uh, a little bit today to keep my mind uh, focused, but yeah, I like chill music. I like stuff like that too. So, uh, you know, I don't know, but yeah, sorry, uh, Pastor Charles, when you, 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 you I think you, 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 you thought your, your, your son's throw a little rock in the um, praise too. I hear your son play them drums. He, he, I think, does he got double kick over there? Cause he kicked the mess out that drum. If he that cold to make a double kick sound with a single kick, do cold. I know a few people that can do that. Most choice yeah. drummers don't play with double kick. So that's probably his one foot. Yeah. Single kick. Man, he cold. A lot of people can't do that. <laughs> So, I love the double kick though. If you can pull that double kick off with a single kick, man, I always thought man, that the double that's... kick was the was the cheat code. Uh, when I when I was heavy into drums, and um, not that I envied the guys that could do it. Now I did love me some rock drummers, especially when I was in high school, and we were told, you know, not to like rock drummers and like other different types of music. But I was always inspired by it. And even now, um, as I go back and I watch certain old old school drummers like Stuart Copeland from The Police, his, uh, his, his snare drum is one of the most copied snare sounds in music still to this day. And a lot of young drummers are going back to that stuff. And that's why you, you hear the stuff that you hear in, even in the church. And I, I still think that the church is still producing some of the most talented musicians. Uh, from a yes. standpoint of, yes. you know, you know, they take the anointing and they experiment. That's, I don't think it's necessarily wrong with something, you know, something wrong with that. I do think that everybody shouldn't do it because everybody ain't equipped to, you know, go out on that road and, and, and experience some of that stuff. But for the most part, though, when you see the church drummers, I mean, some of the I mean, some of the greatest musicians, uh, I would say, in the last 10 to 15 years, because when I was playing in the 90s, the stuff that these kids are playing now, we couldn't even think of. We couldn't think of it fast enough. These kids now, they just, I mean, they are killing it. 
<laughs> it ain't even fair how talented these kids are now in church. Hey, real quick before I go, I know my Bengals won. Finally, praise God. I thank you all for praying for me that I, uh, that I have my son in petition. But I don't know if anyone heard that intro song. I think that was Chris Stapleton because dude, I ain't no dude got pipes. I think he sung the national anthem one year. But that rendition, um, the me out the rendition. That's what I'm saying the right word to end the air of the night by Phil Collins. That was that was fire. So, all right, I'm out of here, y'all. Y'all hear me? Yep, we do. Yeah, that, and I don't know if you remember in the hair, like, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Man, man that was goosebumps. That's like, a song. Man. Go back to work. Go back to work. Did you just get this job? I owe you lunch, uh, Pastor Charles at Hippo Cafe. Uh, Cafe. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> at least I can. At least I can host that my job because <laughs> my job is a church. So, <laughs> JY, go to your job. Hey, nah, I'm good. They good. They know what I do. I tell them what I do. They excited about. It. I tell them I host a radio. Show. I'm on a radio show with some people. So, praise God. <laughs> Amen. All right, Coach, I'm going to throw it to you because I ain't going to cap it. First, I had to get my little gospel song out. and My gospel song is still young. But, you know, the, if the millennial came out of me, I probably said what them TikTok saying, like, in the club with my twins, she be wildin'. And I don't even know what the song is. <laughs> Coach, I'm throwing it to you. Do it loop. I'm loving this conversation. Um, I chose to be quiet because I like to listen to people. Um, I learn a lot by listening to people. And I think sometimes uh, the conversation can become emotionally, like, really hype. But it's not a personal attack if you're just sharing information. And it's not always easy to receive rebuke or rebuttal. But, um... What I learned from this conversation real quick is that um, pain with no focus will always be repeated because when it's introduced, it has like no endpoint. And so like th this topic will always go around the same mountain because when it's introduced, you're just adding trauma on top of trauma and it never has an endpoint, nor does it have a focus. So we have no solution. So, um, it's great that Dr. Jacob said that because I kind of had already posted it on my, on my uh, Facebook today. Um, and I wrote that down in my phone. So it's good to know that, you know, someone can say it more eloquently than I can. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a great conversation. I'm very much a solution for a type person. Um, it's not an invalidation of the past. It's just we need practical present application to ensure that the future looks better than where we came from as we're being introduced to what was. So um, shout out to all the, the trailblazers, shout out shout out to all the people who set the foundation. Thank God for progress and moving forward. And if I could be millennial, TikTok be running in my brain and that even though it's controversial, that ski been like sitting at the top. Oh, it's ski. <laughs> like it's just been like right at the top, but um, uh, if I would be more sanctified, I would say there's a song called Adonai by uh, Nathaniel Bassey that I went to sleep with and I woke up with and it's just 
it's just uh, been sitting with me. But uh, yeah, great conversation as per usual, Prophet. You know how to bring the heat. You know what I'm saying? We just got to we gotta have some more moderation to help control the flame a little bit because the saints of faith be going off on a tangent and moving the goalposts. And yeah, so, you know, great conversation. Thank you uh, for inviting me up. And, you know, I'm here to support. No problem. Thank you, as always. I be needing somebody, you know, in my age bracket sitting up here with me sometimes. I'll bring the Because, you know, I'll I don't want to interject because I'm probably going to say something like, because I can be not necessarily combative, but I can be a little confrontational. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, I don't be wanting to shake things. Like, I'd rather just listen. And, you know, we tagging Dr. Jacobs to do it because he don't care. So, you know, but I, I just let him do it. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> All right, Pastor Jacob, I'm throwing it over to you last but not least. God bless all of you once again. Uh, I am um, I am um, here. I'm here. And I, I, I'm grateful uh, to God for all of you. I'm grateful to God. For Pastor Charles, I don't like you either. Um, and uh, and I'm okay with it. I was I was almost lamenting the fact that I didn't like you. Um, it's because you have a bald head. We'll talk about it. Um, so, uh, in regards to the music that is um, uh, living in my head rent free, uh, there is a song that Donald Lawrence does with the 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 Aeolians. Um, um, Jesus help me. Anyway, he he does it with the Aeolians in in uh, uh. That's a good song that you're thinking of. If I'm thinking of the song you're thinking of, that's a really good song. And they they they, they I mean they kill. I shall not fear the angels yes. by day. No yeah. The God who governs angel arms. Yeah. That's it. It takes me down every time. Oh my God, uh, he, the God who governs angel armies has set encampments around me. Um, and uh, I, I am, that has been uh, my, um, that has been my uh, mantra, if you will, has been my for Jehovah Sabbath, because that's what it is called, Jehovah Sabbath. Um, and uh, that is, it has free reign in my life. That and uh, crucified, laid behind a stone, lived to die, uh, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. Watch that, Jacob. Watch that. Thought of me. Above all. And what is the name of this song? And who uh, is by? That is uh, Jesus Keep Me to the Cross. Uh, I'll find that one too. Isn't it called Above All? I think that's I think what it's called. So. Yeah. I'm not sure who it's by, but I Michael, think that's the name. Michael W. Uh, he was one of the ones that sang it. Uh, I know that if I know nothing else. Michael W. Smith uh, killed that. Uh, yeah. Uh, above All. And I'm going to tell you, those two songs have literally they get to live mortgage free in my life forever um i, I will say something too quickly 
um, please, ma'am, please, sir, understand that I don't, I'm, I'm passionate about my daddy. And I, I don't want us to get lost in the argument without understanding and seeing his role in everything. If I'm going to say something that I might get in trouble for, Kosha, uh, but if God is in control of everything, if he is giving Satan his directions and his orders, which means now once he defeated Satan on the cross, Satan became an employee and not an adversary for me. He's now an employee, not my adversary. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me say this out loud. If that be the case, Kosha, that he's my employee, he's only bringing what God allows. He's only bringing what God ordained. If that be the case, if that be the case, uh, that means that every single time I bind Satan, I cause my struggle to last longer. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, <laughs> finding a mailman and realize that God has sent him on assignment. I wish I had about three of y'all in the room. That's good. God has sent your enemy on assignment to do, watch this, only what God told him to do. That's why your situation didn't have the corresponding capacity to kill you, Mama Lynn. It's because God didn't order it to. God didn't ordain it to. God didn't even send the assignment to kill you. As a matter of fact, when Jesus gets up, he says, life and death, the power of life and death are now in my hand. Y'all not going to say nothing to God. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, Satan can't kill you. He don't have the authority to. The devil don't have the power of, of hell in the grave. He ain't got it no more. If Ooh, you people's theology. If that's the case, here's what you should do. Count it all joy. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith is working so that you can get some patience. Patience will give you experience. Experience will give you hope. I wish I had three of y'all who read the Bible. That's the Bible. All I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, is we've been giving Satan credit because we didn't like how God packaged our next level. We didn't like how God packaged our deliverance by using who was supposed to be my adversary, who I've deemed as my adversary, who is simply my mailman. He's bringing only what God allowed. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you is my prayer. Amen. So Jacob, I, I know the Bible is right. I got a question, Jacob. So if death and life are in the power of our tongue, why do we keep giving the enemy like credit for like the death and the life? Like that that I just you were talking, so I got a question. Because we've had a revelation with church, not with the divine. Because if you've had a revelation with the divine, you would realize, here it is, if he holds all power, then, and the only power that is now released in the earth, because God took Satan's power on the cross, and the only power that is now released on earth is the delegated authority that he gave us when he gave us dominion. Y'all not going to say nothing to God. I'm still talking right, though. It literally lends to the fact 
that just because he's doing it, maybe he's only doing it. Okay, let me see if I can do it this way. I preached this Sunday. Uh, Monette's in the room. She'll help me under help y'all understand what I preached Sunday. Uh, if the truth of the matter is, Pastor Charles, if out of the the heart flows the issues of life, that means your current or the flow of your heart will define the current of your life. Okay, your flow will define your current. Okay, how your heart is will define how your life is. Maybe some of y'all are not waiting on God to move. Maybe God is waiting on some of y'all to get your heart right. Talk well. I'm getting in trouble, Lada. Hey, I've just unchecked the like button on you. Um, I'm just... Because... Because I was going to preach to Sunday. I was going to preach on Sunday. I'm talking about the Paul series. And you know how we have the vicissitudes of life, that things go up and down. Things, life is happening, but also the trouble is happening. But all of it is still giving us the pulse that we have. Because without the ups and the downs, we don't really have a pulse. And it would be too much pressure on our organs if everything was always pushing and always good. So he gives us this kind of thing. But I also want to put something in here. And this is just a little bit of revelation. How about the blood? Our blood itself has resurrection power. It goes Come and on. it gives off its energy. It gives off its energy Come and on. dies, basically, and then goes back through the process again to gain life again, and then continues to recycle over and over again. What is wrong? With, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us that we don't uh, welcome all the time trouble because it doesn't feel good. Let's just be honest. Trouble doesn't feel good. But the process is, is that if I go through trouble right, then God is going to help me to realize and see at the end that he was behind it all the time. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that now. Okay, I'm done. Let me stop. Uh, Charles, you, you see, you're trying to start me because the problem is that we've never had a, a transfusion. We've never, okay. You've been covered by the blood, but you didn't become blood. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> there's a whole lot of people covered by the blood. But, okay, I can prove it to you. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to run myself. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, everybody that went into the houses of the, of the Israelites, watch this, was saved. They didn't believe everything that was going on, but just because they went in the house, they were saved. But some they of didn't you understand, Dr. Jacob. They didn't understand. And when some of them found out, they was mad because somebody put that red blood across. <laughs> Mama Lynn, th th there's a big difference between being covered by blood and having blood. Watch this, a blood transfusion. There are a lot of people Ooh. who are covered by it, but have never allowed it to get on the inside of them. I'm done. God bless y'all. So, so, so oh think my. about this. Think about this, y'all. I used to donate blood all the time. I used to go donate it because um, they needed my blood type. And then when um, um, cancer came around, um, they was always trying to figure out how to get my blood count up. So finally the doctor said, you need a blood transfusion. 
And I said, what? She said, yo, you're going to have to have a blood transfusion. So while they was hooking me up to give me blood that I give because they needed that blood type, now I need that blood type. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the nurse and I'm talking to her. I said, mm, I get used to give blood. Now I'm receiving blood. She said, yeah. The blood that nobody really understands unless they read their word. And I about fell out that chair. Because a couple of days ago, she was talking about, I don't understand Christianity. But now, I was like, okay, okay, you know. So I had to look at it a total different way. I was re receiving blood because I needed life. But I was also receiving, receiving blood to get a new understanding of being covered by the blood. My point. So what, when you were talking, when all y'all were talking, it just made me think of the scripture, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So it's just like, oh, okay. So you've been covered, but you never got in him. So you could never. Now, I'm, that's just my thought. But, you know, I, I just be thinking out loud and asking questions. So, you know. That's because, Kosha, everybody wants an application, but no one wants an infiltration. You you want it to be applied because being with it being applied, you can wash it off when you're ready. You could take it. Okay, y'all not going to say nothing to me. I can wash what's applied. <laughs> I can't touch what's infiltrated. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of the DNA. You I can't can... get rid of what's on the inside, but I can get rid of. Okay, y'all not gonna. All right, I'm done. I'm I'm not messing with y'all. So I'm not gonna like do this today. I'm trying the to form of godliness, but denying the power. And denying. Oh, I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> see, see, you giving this 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 seasoned old lady better seasoning. That's how I'm doing right. Oh, God, I love y'all. See, this is why I just be in church working all day, even whether I was at home or now that I'm here. I just be like, what you be doing, having church all day? That's it. Just be having church all day. <laughs> and I love it. I really do love it because I can sit and listen so to y'all all day. That is so true. That is so true. We in church. What you learning? We have good old-fashioned Bible stuff. Just go mm -hmm. over it. I'm so tired of being here and on teaching about prophecies and being a prophet and all that. I like a good old Bible study. Something that we need. We need. The people need a good old Bible study. I am breaking down the word yoke. Yo, I heard it yesterday and I said, Ooh, let me dig a little deeper. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because see, when you say yes, you broke your yoke. I'm going to leave it right there. But see, Prophet, the thing about it is, is that people think it's just about church, but these are principles that can be applied when you actually know what the word is supposed to do for you. And I think we, we let, 
we believe in an all-powerful God, but we put parameters on his ability, like Jacob says, to infiltrate and to change. If he changes us, we have the ability to change the places where we dwell. And we don't get the indwelling. We just have the, the, the topical part. And so we cannot effectively infect the systems to affect change. And this is where we need to have healthy conversations to not just debate and to have a member measuring contest for the politically correct way to say things. Um, <laughs> because I don't got that part um, to, because I'm a woman, uh, to gain a understanding because in all, wisdom is the principal thing, but in all of thy getting, not come to the agreements, but we come away with an understanding of how the word of God changes us inwardly first, transforms us so we can then change the places where we are. And then that's where we get walking in dominion and authority and all the other things. But you can't do it. I'll be quiet because what do I know? What do I know? You know more than what you think. We are growing in Christ, man. We are growing in this room together. Trust me, trust me. I think it's the beauty of the conversation that developed to all all make us want to get, you know, rededicated sometimes. Just look at what we're doing, even the call to being more active in our community. You know what I'm saying? That's making me think, hey, I need to start planning for the community that God has given me to build. You know what I'm saying? Because I know, you know, hey, we're changing lives, but how can we cultivate it even further? So listen i love this room i love this space that's why i said i'm glad i was able to take that week off and you know what i'm saying rest because now i'm able to come back and have you know healthy conversations with you guys you know what i'm saying so i really really appreciate that i really really do but i think it's time for us to get on up out of here because it's almost 12 o'clock and y'all need to go to lunch and y'all need to go get something to eat or get back to work <laughs> so i'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to pastor jacob so he can actually pray us on now and then we're gonna close this room You're working a brother today. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory. Now, as we leave this time, but not your presence, go with us. Keep us like only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, appreciate it. I love you. Yeah, have a blessed one. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye.